Hey everyone, welcome to the Magic on Main Street podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Tabitha. Over the past few years, our little family has lived the Disneyland lifestyle. As an ex-cast member, Legacy Annual Pass holders, and Disney Vacation Club members, we've been surrounding our lives with Disney. We'll be your one-stop shop for Disneyland and Walt Disney World history and trivia, and all the insider information you could ever ask for on merchandise, food, shows, attractions, and everything else you should know about the parks. Our goal is to bring a little magic to your ears each week by sharing our Disney journey with you. This This is Magic Magic on Main Street. Hello again. 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 <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to the Magic on Main Street podcast. I'm Sean. I'm Tabitha. And with us as always is our buddy Daniel, DinoProc95 on Instagram. <laughs> we also have Kenzie Lee in the house doing a Hidden Mickeys with the Kid and Ooh. our mascot, Scar the Kitten. Is at home. Who is not here <laughs> because we're not at home. We're in a studio. What the heck? Um, and we're doing this again. If you heard. Part do. Part do. Uh, we had a mess of an evening yesterday. We wrote the episode. We recorded. Uh, went back to do some editing. And every bit of our audio was corrupted. It was not a good time in it the McCready household. It was not a good time in the McCready household. We spent about three hours recording. And uh, it was all for naught. But it was a good rehearsal. Yeah, maybe we can get our poop in a group tonight and (laughs) go eat some food after this. And uh, we're doing something a little bit differently this year. I've got a soundboard. This year, this time. I was like, not this year. We moved time? This time, I've got a soundboard. He's, oh, there it goes. He's obsessed. I am obsessed with it. And uh, Daniel, you're welcome because you don't have to do all this (laughs) editing. Uh, So, yeah, uh, I'm going to be the absolute worst. The worst. It's with not going to stop. Sound effects and uh, and music, but we've got a lot of jingles, and so I thought it'd be easier to do it this way. Anyway, we've got a huge show ahead of us. Um, we're going to be talking about our welcome home trip to Disneyland. It was a mm-hmm. great time. We're going to tell you all about it. But before that, we've got this week in Disneyland history, news, uh, all kinds of stuff going on at Walt Disney World and Disneyland for the uh, COVID distancing uh, and all that nonsense stuff. Uh, so we'll be talking about all that, what to expect next time you hit the parks. Got a lot of merch. Hidden Mickey's with the kid. Food, events, entertainment, and we'll talk about our trip. It'll be a good yeah. time. But uh, it wouldn't be a show without kicking it off the right way with our friend Kaylin. Hey, bring us in. Magic on Main Street Podcast. Perfect for Disney fans. Magic on Main Street Podcast. Talking about Disneyland. Magic on Main Street Podcast. For when you're making your Disney plans. Magic on Main Street Podcast. Sean and Tabitha will be right back. They're back. We are back. We're back. We're back again in your ears. Um, let's start it off with some shout outs. How about some shout outs? Yeah? Shout it out. Woo. <laughs> I meant to hit this one. <laughs> Did you? I don't know. It's just fun. I'm just having fun with this. Um, uh, yeah, so shout out. So first off, I want to shout out uh, two of our favorite people because 
Without them, this show wouldn't be as fun. It'd be a little bit more bland. Kaylin Rabbit Music on Instagram. Uh, she is the original writer of all of our uh, original jingles. We had our new friend Cameron come in and write a few more. Uh, so Cameron is at Cameron James Parker on Instagram. He has a new album out called The Happiest Place. You should go download it and listen to it. On, it's real fun. It's so much fun. Uh, Apple Music, Spotify. Uh, Amazon. If you didn't hear last episode, we did an interview with him. We talked about the interview he did with us. It was a lot of fun. So go check them out. Uh, another shout out for us, for the show. Uh, we talked about it last week, but I just want to make sure that you know we have a new website. A whole dang website. A whole new website. website. <laughs> uh, it is. We actually changed our URL and we updated our website. So if you head over to magiconmainstreet.com, no more podcasts. Nope. MagicOnMainStreet.com has a brand new website. You'll see some bios for Tabitha and I, Kenzie, uh, our our dear friends, Kaylin and Cameron with the jingles, Daniel Proc, Dino Proc 95 on Instagram, uh, and then Karin who does our social media and our uh, our buddy Patrick who does nothing. He's going to listen to this like, <laughs> That's not true. Patrick is a great moral support. He's a great supporter of the show. We love him. So. And when the parks are open and passes are back, he is the head of our street team, and we know he'll do a great job. Yeah, so he's tasked with just handing out stickers and buttons and, and, and all that good stuff. So, yeah, so uh, shout out to those folks. And then also, uh, back to Kaylin again. She's she's always a big name on our show. Kaylin is graduating. Woo-hoo! Yeah, graduating high school along with our uh, another niece of ours, mm-hmm. Lexi, Lex, Alexis, Lexington, Lexington, <laughs> Alexa. Turn off the lights. <laughs> Did you just look I, around? I, and I make looked sure around to make no sure Alexa there wasn't an Alexa in there. <laughs> um, yeah. So congratulations to the both of you. We love you so much. We're so proud of you. Can't wait to see what you do next. Lexi's actually at Disney World right now. She is, and I'm jealous. Competing, competing at the summit. Yeah, she's a cheerleader, competitive cheerleader, and she does a great job. And shes uh, I've been seeing her posts, and it's a little bit tear-jerking because her it's her last... team, uh-huh. the Universal Sonics, won first place at the summit. That They did. Congratulations mm-hmm. to the Universal Sonics. Woohoo! Um, burr, 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 burr. <laughs> that one was justified. Remember when we used to have a limit on air horns? Because I just really like to what do it. What was it, like five? I like to do it with my mouth. I, yeah, I know. Um, all right, so that's all of our shout-outs, but we've also got some birthdays. <gasps> happy birthday. In the world of celebrities, Tina Fey, happy birthday. Uh, the big man, Chewy, Peter Mayhew, celebrates his birthday this year. Unfortunately, he left us. R.I.P. I know, really sad. Uh, Judy Kuhn, uh, who was the voice of Pocahontas, <gasps> happy birthday. Uh, Bob Moog, which is a funny story. I'll tell his story a little bit later. Happy birthday to him. You probably don't know who he is, but we're going to tell you I was who like, he is. I don't know. Uh, Drew Carey, who I met when I was on The Price is Right, which was awesome and terrible at the same time because I never made it on stage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who else in celebrity news? Tommy Chong, uh, half of the Cheech and Chong duo. Dee's not here, man. <laughs> uh, John C. Riley, who also has a funny voice. And speaking of voices, one of the most epic voices of all time, you know him as Master Yoda, Frank Oz celebrated his birthday this well you know what i mean yeah 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 um but more importantly we've got friends we do celebrating birthdays so a couple of our friends that celebrated kind of in the middle of of a couple episodes Mm -hmm. happy birthday to one of our dearest friends one of our biggest supporters of the show jonathan sagastumi and (gasps) happy birthday 
Coincidentally, his wife, Jocelyn. Happy birthday! Happy birthday to the <laughs> two of you. We love you very much, and we are so glad that you are in our lives and supporters of us and our show and everything that goes along with it. Also, another throwback to our buddy Cameron James Parker. He celebrated a birthday. Happy birthday, good sir. Everybody's favorite mermaid, Tracy Hines. Happy birthday to you. Our dear friend from way back in the past of the social club days, CJ Horner. Happy like birthday, buddy. Eight years. Love you so much. Hopefully we can see you in Florida one of these days. Mm-hmm. And to round it out, our little friend, Kimmy Flick Flack. Kimberly Flack. Uh, we've been friends since, gosh, the Mad Tea Party days. <laughs> so happy birthday to all of you. Here's your song. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear. Uh, Jonathan, Jocelyn, Cameron, Tracy, Cena, and Kimmy. Woo! Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We love you all so much that we brought the Dapper Dans into the studio to sing a happy birthday song to you. You're so lucky. And I couldn't even get my words you, out. You <laughs> never get your words out. I, feel, I get I watch you Every single time I look at you do that song and you just go, oh, uh, <laughs> I panic. It's funny. So happy birthday to all of you. That's it for shout outs. Uh, up next on the docket is This Week in Disney History. It's time for This Week in Disney History. We talk about things that happened in the past. Like 1928 when Walt Disney's trademark application for Mickey Mouse was found with the United States Patent Office. Oh my. Oh, that song is so ridiculous. (laughs) It's funny because we don't normally hear the songs as we're recording because Daniel would throw them in after the fact when he was editing. But now that I have this soundboard, we're doing it all live. And that song is so ridiculous. And uh, it's actually very relevant today because this week in Disneyland history, (laughs) Walt Disney's trademark application for Mickey Mouse's file with the United States Patent Office. <laughs> that actually happened this week. So happy birthday to that song. Uh, in 1934, Robert Arthur Bob Moog, pioneer of electronic music and best known as the inventor of the Moog synthesizer, who was celebrating a birthday this week, is born in New York City. Composer Wendy Carlos used a modular Moog synthesizer to perform the score for Disney's 1982 Tron, and the Moog put the electric in Disney's Main Street Electric Parade. I did not know that. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Well, you did know it because we talked about it yesterday, but we're doing it as if it's brand new. Like, this is new information. Don't ruin oh, the sorry. illusion. The illusion. The illusion. <laughs> I forgot about the magic. <laughs> so, the Main Street Electrical Parade's underlying theme song is entitled Baroque Hoedown. First created in 1967 by early synthesizer pioneers Jean-Jacques Perry and Gershon Kingsley. In 1977, it was updated and arranged by electronic music artist Don Dorsey for Disney's theme parks. Among Dorsey's arsenal of electronic keyboards used to record the music for Main Street Electrical Parade, a Moog Model 3 and Mini Moog. Nice little throwback. So happy birthday, Bob. The Moogster. That's that's what the I'm Moogster. that's what I'm going to refer to him as. Uh, without him, we wouldn't have that epic sound of the Main Street Electrical Parade. Oh my gosh! Pretty cool. I love it. In 1955, this is a big week for Disneyland in 1955 because ABC camera crews begin re- rehearsing every Sunday at Disneyland for the park's July 17th grand debut. That's a like super far in advance. Yeah. So as this early 
uh, it's the early days of television when this is going on and a live broadcast from a crowded theme park is not a common event. So they've prepared like crazy. They, they're recording once a, uh, every Sunday mm-hmm. until July 17th. That's Pretty crazy. Cool. In 1968, Walt Disney Travel Company is incorporated in Florida. Uh, They're going to work with travel agents and individuals planning vacations to the yet-to-be-open Walt Disney World. And then four years later, it opens in California. In 1971, this is a big one for me because I worked there. Davy Crockett's Explorer Canoes debuts in Disneyland. Uh, It was originally the Indian War Canoes in 1956, and it was inspired by Davy Crockett Disneyland television shows. uh, And the park guides wear coonskin caps and a really cool outfit. I like it. Yeah. Uh, in 1973, Disney World's Tom Sawyer Island, the Tom Sawyer Rafts, the Plaza Swan Boats, and the Richard F. Irvine, Walt Disney World's second Liberty Square Riverboat, all first open at Magic Kingdom in Florida. Wow. Yeah. 1983, Pinocchio's Daring Journey officially opens to the general public as part of Disneyland's new Fantasyland. A.K.A. the worst ride. It is now my least favorite ride in Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was Snow White, but we've got some news. <laughs> uh, more to come. Yeah, more to come on that. 1997, great year. I graduated that year. You're so old. <laughs> I don't know if I was bragging there or what it was. But <laughs> um, yeah, 1997, the Disneyland Parade Light Magic debuts. I remember nothing of this parade. I've never even heard of it. If you remember this parade, write us a comment on Instagram or email us because I would like to hear about it because I don't remember it at all. Yeah, I, I don't have any recollection of what no. that is. Um, and I don't remember. I mean, in high, I don't remember. I don't think I went to high school. I don't think I went to high school. <laughs> I don't think I went to Disneyland once in high school. Uh, but oh, wow. we did go the year I graduated, but we went for grad night, so it wouldn't have been playing. Gotcha. I don't know. 1998, the new Disneyland Tomorrowland is unveiled after being given an extreme facelift. Various dedications will take place over the next two days. Among the special guests are legendary astronauts Buzz Aldrin and Wally Shira. Wow. The next year in 1999, a refurbished Main Street Electrical Parade returns to Magic Kingdom for a limited engagement just in time for Walt Disney World Millennium Celebration, which begins on October 1st, 1999. The parade will run through April 2001. Speaking of 2001, the magic carpets of Aladdin soared to life at Disney World's Magic Kingdom. We did not ride that ride. No, but we walked past it we walked, quite a few times. We saw times. it. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. Yeah. 2006, the late Sam McKim, who passed away in July of 2004, the man who drew the first Disneyland map, receives a window on Main Street at Disneyland. <gasps> I know. You know me. I love windows. Mm-hmm. Hired in 1954 as Walt's master map maker, McKim's sketches were also used to help design the park, especially Main Street and Frontierland. During his 32-year career, McKim worked on several of the studio's films, including Zorro, Johnny Tremaine, The Shaggy Dog, and The Gnome Mobile. Have you ever seen The Gnome Mobile? No. I love that movie. He also played a key role at the 1964-65 New York World's Fair, for which he contributed sketches for all four Disney attractions. His window is located above the Main Street Photo Supply Company, and it states, Cartography Masterworks, Sam McKim, Map Maker of the Kingdom. There's magic in the details. I love that a lot. It's so cool. It is actually one of my favorite windows. It's right there on the corner. Can't miss it. Really cool. Yeah. Uh, in 2007, Pirate's Lair on Tom Sawyer Island officially opens. Your least favorite place. I don't like it because I don't fit. <laughs> I'm too big. <laughs> I'm just too big. I'm not that big, but I'm too big for the caves. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, in 2011 in Anaheim, guests get the public's first glimpse of Disneyland's revamped Star Tours. I love the revamp. 
Yeah. There I, are some things I miss about the old version, but I do love the revamp. No, I I, I really enjoy the um the new scenes. Like uh, you know, people give the new Star Wars series a, a lot of static, but I really liked the new uh scenes from uh what am I saying? Uh Rise of Skywalker and La- uh, Last Jedi. Yeah. yeah. Those weren't added until well, that was recently. That was in 2020 or 2019. Yeah. In 2012, the construction walls surrounding the Carthay Circle Theater on Buena Vista Street at Disney California Adventures are taken down. For the first time, park visitors get a chance to see the details of the mosaic tile in the entrance foyer, as well as the menu for the restaurant and lounge. The inside of the building remains closed to visitors who will officially be allowed in June 15th. I could really go for some biscuits right now. Well, June 15th is supposed to be a big day for California because we're maybe opening up again. So maybe we'll, Hopefully we'll be Hopefully we'll be able to walk through that entrance foyer and get some biscuits. Yeah. Oh, I missed the, <laughs> the biscuits. In 2013, Disneyland holds the official premiere event for a new show called Mickey and the Magical Map, which we love. <laughs> um, kicking off the premiere at the Fantasyland Theater is recently named Disneyland President Michael Cole Gazier. Is that his name? I don't remember how to say his name. Cole Glazier. Cole Glazier. Cole Glazier. Uh, with the help of Mickey Mouse. The stage show will open to all guests May 25th. It's one of our favorite shows. It's not coming back, right? I don't think so. They announced I think that they that announced was the end of the run. Done. Yeah, I hope that they revive it at some point because it is Me a good too. show. It's such a good show. Yeah. I don't get tired of it. The no, music is great. And the, the stage is really cool because it's got all those big video screens. You know, characters disappear into it. It splits open in the middle. You know, it's it's it was just very well done. Now I'm singing all the songs in my head. I know. Uh, I always have uh, Tiana's part at the end. That was what, uh, don't matter what you look like. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. Also in 2013, the monstrous summer all-nighter begins at the Disneyland Resort. Thousands of people count down along with Mike and Sully as fireworks light up the entrances to both Disneyland and Disney California Adventure Parks. And down in Florida, guests meet outside of Magic Kingdom Park as early as 4.30 a.m., to be among the first to enter the and kick off Walt Disney World's all-nighter. That was a rough night. Yeah, I didn't go. I went after night classes in college and then stayed until like 5 in the morning and then had to drive an hour and a half back to my house and I thought I was <laughs> going to fall asleep. That sounds brutal. It was bad. Well, then the next year in 2014, Rock Your Disney Side 24-hour, 24-hour event kicks off in Disney's Florida and California parks. From 6 a.m. to 6 a.m., May 23rd to 24th, guests uh, guests are invited to dress up for the occasion and join gathering of Disney heroes and villains for 24 hours of fun and follies. I should post a throwback photo on Instagram after we we dressed up. So uh, I dressed up as Davy Crockett. Mm -hmm. Um, You did Sally Slater from the Haunted Mansion, the Mm -hmm. ballerina. Uh, and then Kenzie dressed up as Aurora. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. You should post a throwback. We have a cute I picture think of. I have um, the Disney side um, little poster that will like the little sign we were yeah. holding. And then there's like a little like suitcase and mm-hmm. stuff that we took on yeah, Vista Street. It was a lot of fun. And we actually we met Josh Gad that day. Kenzie has a picture with him. Yeah. Uh, he was out in the middle. They were doing something to promote Frozen. And uh, there was a, I want to say it was a sand sculpture of Olaf. Was it sand or was it ice? Maybe it was ice. I think it was ice. That would make sense. It's frozen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who knows? I think it was ice. <laughs> we'll find the pictures. Um, in 2015, the Legacy Collection, Disneyland is released exclusively at the Disneyland Resort to coincide with the 60th anniversary of Disneyland. The three-disc album consists entirely of music, songs, and audio featured across a var- variety of attractions at both Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. 
and the Disneyland Resort Diamond Celebration, marking the resort's 60th anniversary, begins. The premiere performances of Paint the Night Parade and the <sighs> Disneyland Forever Fireworks takes place at Disneyland Park, both additions to Disneyland's 60th birthday bash. I love Paint the Night so much. That's yeah. so funny. I was looking for that Disney side photo, and this is what just oh, popped Paint up. The night. Paint the Night. Yes. The little sign that they had everyone hold. Yeah, so Paint the Night is my favorite nighttime show. Yeah. Uh, Magic Happens is absolutely my favorite parade, but uh, Paint the Night is my favorite nighttime parade, for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I'm very nostalgic about Main Street Electrical Parade, but, I mean, Paint the Night was so innovative. I don't have, like, a ton of nostalgia for Main Street Electrical Parade. Like, I like it, I enjoy it, but it's definitely not, like, like my favorite. Like, I, I don't fangirl over it like a lot of people do when it comes back. I resent that. I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, 2017. Oh, cute. Paint the night. Aww. <laughs> uh, 2017, six years in the making. Pandora, the world of Avatar, is dedicated in Disney's Animal Kingdom at the Walt Disney World Resort. The new land featuring rides, a restaurant, and immersive entertainment is based on James Cameron's 2009 movie Avatar. Attractions, attractions include Navi River Journey and Avatar Flight of Passage. I love it there so much. I really do. Like, they did a really good job. I was a huge fan of Avatar when it came out. You know, people gave it static, and I don't care because I thought it was a good movie. Um, you didn't see it until we went to Walt Disney World. Yeah, so that was in November of 2020. Yeah, that was so, my first time seeing it. Uh, Dam and Eric and I basically forced her to watch... Um, you didn't have to force me. <laughs> we forced her to watch Avatar on the plane on the way from California to, to Florida, and then she got to go on... Um, flight of passage when we were there and so it was like super fresh in your mind i think that's probably why i cried as much as i did <laughs> because i had just gone on an emotional roller coaster like two days prior with that dang movie well it's also a really cool attraction i mean it's it's uh it's very unique in in the ride mechanics but yeah. it's also like very beautifully done the story is pretty cool um and just like being in pandora mm -hmm. on the back of a banshee like i was tearing up which yeah. is really hard when you're on a 3D ride with, when you're trying with to glasses and a mask <laughs> yeah. on and the mask. I'm like sweating. I'm crying. I can't see anything, but it was, it was a really good time. I love that attraction. But Navi river journey is really cool too. It's really, it's just visually stunning. I think it's the only pretty. thing anybody can say about that is it's slow. Cause it is. Yeah. It's, it's like it's just a boat small ride. world or, yeah. you know, jungle cruise or, or, uh, pirates. It's I mean, a boat it's, ride. Yeah. It's a boat ride, but it's really pretty. Yeah, and then last but certainly certainly not least, uh, the original Disney Princess Castle, Sleeping Beauty's Pink and Blue Palace at Disneyland mm. in Anaheim, California, our home, unveils a new look on this day. The castle has been blocked off from visitors since January as groups of maintenance crews have been giving it a spruce. The castle now features brighter, more vibrant pink walls and blue rooftops, plus some sparkling gold shingles that look like pixie dust. The crews also added some artistic tricks to make the castle seem bigger. A painting technique was used that involves painting the lower parts of the 70-foot-tall castle walls darker and warmer hues of pink, gradually getting lighter and cooler as it goes up to the top in order to blend in with the atmosphere. This tricks the eye into thinking the object in front of them is larger or taller than it is. Disneyland does a great job of doing this. It's called Force Perspective, and they, they do it on Main Street. You look at Main Street buildings, and they look a lot bigger than they are. Yeah. I mean, they're not really that tall. So uh, wonderful technique, and the castle looks beautiful. I mean, it still looks very fresh today. Yeah, it was, that was something I noticed when we were there. I was wondering if they like possibly did another little touch-up on it because it just seemed so bright. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
beautiful castle, and I'm glad that they did that. Uh, it was closed for a year with all that pretty new paint on it, so mm-hmm. glad that uh, we're able to see it again, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah. But in the meantime, that's it for this week in Disneyland history. Disney history. <gasps> oh. Uh, up next, it's the news. This just in. Breaking news. News, news, news. There's a lot of news. So much news. Yeah. Um, why don't you kick it off with the Disney stuff, like straight up Disney. All right. So some Disney news that popped up just in the last week. Uh, Star Wars Celebration is headed to Anaheim. It was supposed to be here in 2020, but with COVID and everything, you know, things were canceled. So they did finally just announce that they are changing the dates. Um, It was originally scheduled for August of 2022, just kind of pushing it back from the original dates. Now it has been rescheduled to May 26th through 29th of 2022. So only a year from now. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, If you do currently have a ticket, you can keep your existing tickets and it'll automatically transfer to these new dates. Um, If you don't feel like keeping your tickets, there's a whole process to go through to get them returned. So go ahead and do that if that's what you feel like doing. But If you already have them, you're worried about kind of getting them transferred over to that new date. Don't even have to worry about it. They'll do it automatically. Yes. All right. Walt Disney World. Um, Let's talk about it. (laughs) There's there's some COVID updates. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but there were some uh, CDC guidelines that were put out. And so Walt Disney World was really quick to respond. Uh, Disneyland was too, but in a different way. So as far as Walt Disney World goes, they're removing the six-foot rule and many rides and attractions have increased capacity and are no longer social distancing. For instance, Tower of Terror, Frozen Sing-Along, a celebration of Festival of the Lion King, and plexiglass Plexiglass has been removed from many rides. Parking is no longer distanced. Capacity has increased and will increase again based on new CDC guidelines and new ticket reservations are available for ticket and resort guests. Uh, Walt Disney World also removed temperature checks effective May 15th, which was a couple days ago. Uh, the Orange County Department of Health stated in April that temperature checks were no longer, no longer needed for business and, in fact, were a waste of resources. Which... I don't really I, see it as a waste. But I also don't know if it was, like, combating anything, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it's easy to get rid of a fever. You, know, you take some Tylenol and it goes away. So I, I mean, I'm kind of mixed about it, but I mean, I guess at the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal. The big deal here is going to be masks are no longer needed at Walt Disney world while outdoors. Masks are still required for indoor attractions and some outdoor queues. Walt Disney world is providing disposable masks for free to guests who enter these queues and buildings. So you're not going to get away with, I didn't have one. I don't, I didn't bring one. You still have to wear one. They're going to say, here you go. Yeah, and then uh, with the elimination of outdoor masks, you may also eat and drink while walking through Walt Disney World parks, which sounds like such a silly thing, but it is a big deal. Yeah, it was kind of a bummer having to like pull over to grab a drink. You know, if you're if you're thirsty, you just want to grab a swig. That was my big thing with like popcorn because I would just have to stare at it the entire time I was walking. Like, I'm gonna eat you soon. I yeah. don't know when, but it's gonna be soon because yeah. I follow the rules. Yeah. So uh, that's um, that's the COVID update. There's big news for you. Yes. Exciting news. If we can like plan a trip as soon as physically <laughs> possible, that would be pretty cool. Um, a celebration of the Festival of the Lion King returned uh, just in the last few days. Uh, if you're listening to this right when the episode drops, um, it came back to the park on May 15th. Um, it's a Broadway style show that's filled with songs, pageantry, puppetry, celebrating the classic movie, The Lion King, which 
If you guys listen to the show, you guys know that it's my favorite. Wait, it is? Just a little bit. Huh. I just like it kind of. Um, <laughs> what no was idea. that? That was the more you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm taking the sound bar away from No, me. I love this thing. <laughs> Um, so while the Magistry and Splendor is all still there, staging and choreography has been updated with safety protocols in mind for performers and guests. Um, the only difference from when they first they first announced the reopening of the show is they don't have as many COVID guidelines in place anymore with the recent developments over the last week. Um, so you don't have to worry about any sort of uh, plexiglass. There's not as much spacing as they previously had. Um, they're sitting everybody in every single row uh, closer to other parties. I think from what the pictures that I saw, there's a little bit of spacing, but not as much as they were doing before. But it's going to be an awesome show. They have multiple showings throughout the day and the afternoon starting at 1230, uh, running to 230, and then they have a little bit of a break. And then depending on the park hours for the day, there could be shows at 5, 6, and 7. All right. Yeah. Are you excited? I'm so excited. Couldn't tell. <laughs> Uh, really cool news with pictures. Capture your moment coming soon to Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park. Capture your moment is a personalized 20-minute photo session with a Disney Photo Pass photographer that you reserve in advance. It's a perfect add-on for those celebrating something special, such as a proposal, baby announcement, honeymoon anniversary, birthday, graduation, anything. Spending time with family. Uh, so each session is fifty dollars and include up. It it includes up to eight guests. Print and digital. That's digi- a lot of people. That is a, a lot of people. Eight people. Yeah. For fifty bucks. That's so cheap. I mean, that's nothing. Um, So prints and digital downloads are not included with the price of a Capture Your Moment session. However, those with a Disney Photo Pass entitlement, such as Memory Maker or Memory Maker One Day, as well as qualifying annual pass holders with a Disney Photo Pass download benefit, can download the photos taken during Capture Your Moment from their Disney account at no extra cost. Bookings for Capture Your Moment at Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park opened a few days ago now, uh, with sessions offered daily starting... Now, you can book a session online. There's a website you can go to or you can call, but it's probably better to go to the website because you can schedule it right there. Um, Another exciting thing that may be returning to Disney World, this is all rumor, but a lot of guests have reported that Epcot has been testing their fireworks show overnight. Um, It's been able to be heard from a lot of the resort hotels So since Harmonious isn't set to open up until later this year at the earliest, um, there's a lot of rumors that the Epcot Forever Fireworks show could temporarily be returning. Um, Obviously, it'll be a little bit altered, but it will still be over the World Showcase Lagoon. That'd be pretty awesome if it came back. I know they're trying to bring back as much of the normal programs that they had prior to COVID. Um, So if they could bring back a fireworks show, that'd be pretty awesome. Heck yes. Especially considering we haven't seen any of the Disney World fireworks shows. I know. I'm in person, Just on, on on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and th- this is another thing I'm super excited about, and I hope that we get to do this as soon as possible. The Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel has been announced for 2022 and is, and is now featured on the My Disney Experience map. It's getting close. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser at Walt Disney World Resort in Florida will take you to a galaxy far, far away for an all-immersive two-night vacation experience that goes beyond anything Disney has ever created before. 
I don't know if you saw the video, but there was a video for May the 4th where Ray uh, turned around and she had a, a lightsaber. That the vi- coolest video. The coolest video. And something that not everybody realized is that was a real working lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Walt- that wasn't something they edited the video no. for. So that so cool. Walt Disney Imagineering Research and Development created a real lightsaber. Guess who experienced Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser will be the first to see it in action along with so much more starting in 2022 when this amazing new two-night adventure debuts. Watching that lightsaber activate right before your eyes will be just one of the countless ways that from the moment you arrive to the moment you depart, you'll be plunged into a Star Wars story where your decisions and actions, or even the casual conversations you may have, determine how your personal journey unfolds. This is going to be probably the most immersive thing you'll ever experience at Disneyland, and I cannot wait. It gives me goosebumps. Uh, Not Disneyland, Disney. Disney Parks. (laughs) It gives me goosebumps every time we talk about it. I know. It's it's so exciting because I know they're going to do well with it. So basically the experience is you show up to your uh, to the Star Cruiser. Uh, there's a lot of great technology that goes into making you believe you're on a Star Cruiser in space, traveling to a galaxy far, far away. Uh, there is a shuttle that takes you to Batuu. Uh, That's going to be cool. Which is going to be awesome. So you get your own like private entrance into the parks. It's so... So exciting. So really excited to see that come to life. And um, hopefully uh, we'll be part of the uh, one of the, the first trips around the galaxy. I hope so. Maybe they'll too. have like a DVC like exclusive booking opportunity. I because so. I will swoop on that so fast. Take all my points. I don't care. Yeah, yeah that would be <laughs> worth it. That would absolutely be worth it. Agreed. Um, if you're more on the spooky side like I am... Uh, Disney World just announced that the Disney After Hours Boo Bash will be coming to the Magic Kingdom Park starting August 10th, which really bums me out because we go to Disney World in August and we leave on August 8th. So we're missing it by two days. It's such a bummer. Oh, man. But it's going to be cool either way. So directly from the Disney World website, the announcement reads, Calling all boys and ghouls. The moon looms large overhead, casting Cinderella's castle in a spectral glow. The gates close, the clock strikes, and boys and ghouls come out to play. A new special event is brewing this Halloween season at Magic Kingdom Park, Disney After Hours Boo Bash. Oh my gosh, that was so spooky. That scared me in real life. (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh. You're welcome. You you got me. (laughs) Uh, Join this ghostly gathering offering music, decorations, attractions, and oh-so-eerie entertainment. Get in the spooky spirit with Halloween-themed cavalcades. Indulge your sweet tooth at candy stops throughout the park. See some of your favorite and fiendish Disney friends as they lurk about from Dr. Facilier and Captain Barbosa to Goofy and Chip and Dale. Stop and listen to the Cadaver Dans, my favorite. I love the Cadaver Dans. <laughs> during their special comeback from the dead performance. And enjoy themed <laughs> offerings from sweet treats to savory delights. Disney After Hours Boobash will take place on select nights from August 10th through October 31st, and tickets for this event will go on sale sometime in June. So definitely continue to check the Disney World website uh, for updates throughout the next month uh, so you can kind of jump on those tickets as soon as possible. Uh, You'll be granted admission to Magic Kingdom as early as 7 p.m. without the need for a park ticket or a theme park reservation. So it'll give you plenty of time to enjoy the park before the festivities begin. Uh, Like I said, cavalcades, candy, characters, special performances, 
low wait times on some of the more popular attractions during Halloween, like Haunted Mansion and Space Mountain, uh, food, decor, and of course you can dress up. Just make sure you check those costuming guidelines before you head to the park. Yes. Very important. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. We're going to go back in October. I know we are. I'm sure we will. <laughs> <laughs> More exciting dining options are returning to Walt Disney World. Uh, now open Chef Mickey's Dinner. Dinner? Diner. Chef Mickey's Diner. <laughs> <laughs> the whole uh, dessert desert thing. Um, and Cape May Cafe. And then Tusker House Restaurant is going to be opening at some point soon, but they're, they're yet to announce that date. Awesome. All right, head over to Disneyland. Uh, so... Tier restrictions are likely being lifted. Um, California is on pace to drop tier restrictions and capacity limits, including a near elimination of the statewide mask mandate. Although the Walt Disney World Resort made the groundbreaking decision, uh, what was that, maybe four or five days ago now, mm-hmm. uh, to end the mask mandate or outdoors for guests, the Disneyland Resort issued a statement today clarifying why am, I say, why am I saying today? Because I wrote today. <laughs> <laughs> they issued a statement uh, clarifying that their outdoor mask requirement remains in place per state of California regulations regarding theme parks. The quote is, Disneyland Resort's current guidelines, which require all guests ages two and older and cast members to wear face coverings, remain in effect until further notice. Policies will be evaluated in accordance with state and local recommendations as soon as guidance is released. So for the time being... Wear a mask, stay away from people. Um, you know, I, I find it very interesting that there are so many Disneyland fans, but they don't have any respect for the cast members. Yeah. They're still there. They're still working. They're still taking care of your every desire and need and wish. And they're so, not making up the rules as they go And they're not along. making up the rules. Please don't be a jerk to cast members. They're not making enough money to, do, to deal with you. No. So please just respect the guidelines. If they, if they say wear a mask, put your mask on. If not, leave. Agreed. Easy. I'm going to say something. And maybe we'll cut this out. Maybe this is Maybe a, we won't. Maybe we won't. Maybe we will. But do you, as a, a, a president or a head of the Disney Corporation, with how long it took for them to be able to reopen the parks, do you think they're probably frustrated with, like, all of the mandates going away this soon? Oh, like, for sure. Because, like, I'm annoyed. Yeah. I'm like, you guys put all these restrictions and it didn't allow them to open up for over a year. And now all of a sudden it's like, we're just taking them all away. You're fine. Yeah. No. If, you're, if you're a cast member and you want an, an anonymous uh, quote for us, or <laughs> you want to give us an anonymous quote, please do. Because I'm curious to know what you think. Yeah. You're there, you know, putting your health on the line. I know you're probably vaccinated. Yeah. Because... Uh, Disney's offering so many people it are. For, the, for cast members They're, and their family members. Yeah, so so it's easy to do. So I'm 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 really curious because, you know, yeah, well. it's frustrating for me. So I can't imagine if I was even more connected, how frustrating it could possibly feel. Yeah, they don't have a choice but to be there. So please be kind to them. Agreed. Um, Disneyland is actually getting another virtual queue to add to the list with uh, Rise of the Resistance. You. Indiana Jones was recently seen testing that virtual queue. If you go into the Disneyland app, you can actually see it in action. Um, If you click on that join a boarding group area that's usually on the front page, it'll give you the option to join Rise of the Resistance or Indiana Jones. Obviously, Rise of the Resistance. Ooh, I kind of mashed all that words together. (laughs) 
Rise of the Resistance doesn't allow you to join after a certain time because of the popularity of the ride, but you will be able to jump into that Indiana Jones virtual queue if they are still running it for the day. Um, it's the same process as Riser's. Uh, I can't say you Rise can't of say. the Resistance. Roar. Roar. <laughs> it's the same process as Rise. All you have to do is just go into the app, join a boarding group, and it'll give you the option to jump in for Indiana Jones. Which this is the perfect opportunity for vir- virtual queue, and I hope that they do it with Pirates of the Caribbean as well. Yeah, that, because, that line's kind of a mess. Yeah, so right now, luckily, uh, uh, Jungle Cruise is down, so they're running the queue for Indiana, or they were running the queue for Indiana Jones through the the. Jungle Up those steps, kind of where the exit is yeah. for Indiana Jones. Yeah, so uh, it made sense there. So without that, they definitely need the virtual queue. Uh, Pirates, I hope, is the next to get one, and we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Avengers Campus, uh, I don't know if anybody saw the video, but they put out a preview and some and some pictures of cast member costumes. Uh, they I'm all so look, excited. Yeah, they look really cool. Um, everybody's, I think everybody's comment was about the shawarma palace costumes. Yeah. Because they're just, you know. Goofy. I mean, they're not goofy. No, goofy in a good way. Like, they're, I don't know how they're to describe quirky. them. They're quirky. Yeah. But that's they all what look I, great. I think that's what yeah. I meant. Not goofy. I meant quirky. Yeah. They all look great, though. Um, excited to have Avengers Campus open. We're going to go on June 5th and report about it. So, really excited about that. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, so <laughs> we're probably going to do some live. We might do some live stuff. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, listen, that's not who I am. <laughs> I don't I do not do the I got there first thing. Like, yeah. it's just never been me. But if you're looking for that kind of content, we'll do it for you. You yeah. know, like. Uh, if so you let want, us know. Yeah. Do you want us to do live videos on the 5th? Yeah. If I, so, we will. I can do a live stream. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can, we can make it happen. Um, so yeah, really excited about that. Um, and then there's some news about the hotels as well. Yeah. So Paradise Pier Hotel finally has an opening date of June 15th. Uh, you can start making reservations. <laughs> you can start making reservations now. Oh, I thought you were doing a sound. I was like, don't you touch that board. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, so if you. Ch- Oops. Are you done? I'm done. If you check the website or if you prefer to make reservations over the phone, both are available to you. Um, As part of the phased reopening, Paradise Pier is not going to have any food and beverage offerings. Um, They'll eventually reopen, but all of the nearby dining outlets at Grand Californian, um, as well as all of the options in downtown Disney will be available to you. There's also going to be quite a few that provide a delivery service um, so for added convenience, you'll be able to scan a QR code from your room. This is for both Paradise Pier and Grand Californian guests. It'll take you to that restaurant's delivery page, and you'll be able to access the web pages that show you the menus, get stuff ordered, and they'll meet you right in the lobby. So it's going to be super awesome. Um, some additional openings with the Grand Californian. They are opening up that DCA entrance for hotel guests, and they're opening up two more of their restaurants. So Storytellers Cafe and Napa Rose will both be open starting May 28th. That's another one of those options that you guys will be able to use for in-room dining if you guys want it delivered if you're staying at the Paradise Pier Hotel. Uh, You can start making reservations as well for Napa Rose, um, Storytellers, and GCH Craftsman Grill. 
starting on May 18th. Um, the reservations are opening May 18th. The restaurants are opening May 28th. Napa Rose is going to be dinner only. Storytellers is going to be breakfast and dinner, and there isn't going to be any characters. So if you're expecting a character breakfast, you're not going to find it there. I have a feeling it's going to take a while for those to come back because I don't think they've come back at Disney World either. No, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) I was on mute. Um, In addition to the hotel restaurants that are opening, there's going to be two more park restaurants that are opening up too. Uh, The Alfresco Tasting Terrace at DCA will be again open for legacy pass holders. That's going to be open starting May 20th. And you can actually make reservations for that online starting May 18th. Um, it's going to be the same sort of menu that they rolled out in January of last year when they first opened with uh, attraction-inspired beverages and some additional small, small plates. So that's going to be really cool. And Blue Bayou is opening up uh, starting May 27th. Online reservations are available on May 18th. They will be serving alcohol now. Yes. But you can't walk out of can't the restaurant walk out with and you it. You only get two. Yep, maximum of two per person that is of legal age, and you must enjoy the beverages with your meal. You can't just walk in and order them and sit down and enjoy them. You have to order food as well. Yes. Okay, this one was a little bit unnerving for a lot of people. <laughs> uh, in a recent quarterly earnings call, Bob Chapek answered a question about the new Disney- Disneyland membership program that will replace annual passes which were discontinued and canceled earlier this year, obviously. Uh, Chapek also stated that per guest spending across the Disneyland Resort annual pass holders was inconsistent, and the new program aimed to get an adequate return to our shareholders for the type of experience that we do give to our guests. Um, uh, This one is hard (laughs) because uh, he he wouldn't say annual pass. Yeah. He was saying membership. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, there's a, there's a lot of misconception about annual pass holders. Uh, I had read a comment on one of the Facebook groups one day that, oh, well, uh, in my opinion, (laughs) which is always a fun way to start a conversation, uh, in my opinion, annual pass holders spend more money. Nope. Well, the data says we don't. Um, we, you know, and, and we've known this guys, we, let's be honest. Do you know how many ourselves. times we've gone into the parks and not spent a not dime a because we dime. don't have to. Yeah. So let's not pretend that annual pass holders were keeping Disneyland afloat because they <laughs> weren't. Um, you know, we spend less money on tickets. We spend less money on food. We get a discount for everything we buy as far as merch goes. So I understand it. I get it. It sucks. It's, it sucks that we don't have our good old annual pass holder program, but Something will be coming. I have a feeling that they're going to have a couple options for like merchandise discounts versus park days. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, annual pass holders are a, or annual passes are a thing of the past. Uh, that's why we have the legacy pass holder thing now. Uh, they were, you know, they sunsetted it and, and it's gone. So let's just look forward to the future and hopefully it's something that we all love and enjoy and we can uh, get the most out of the parks or we get the most discount that we want. So. Uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, we'll have news as there's more made available. Yeah. And then last bit of news for Disneyland. Um, not everything reopened on the parks reopening on April 30th. But as of now, a uh, few more things have opened up, including Ariel's Undersea Adventure, the Pixar Pal Around, Jesse's Critter Carousel, and Toy Story's Midway Mania with some added plexiglass to keep you distanced from other people. 
And then over at Disneyland, the mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Alice in Wonderland, Pinocchio's Daring Journey, It's a Small World, and Casey Jr. Circus Train. Yes, yes. That's a lot of news. So much news. <laughs> Thanks for bearing with us. Up next, it's merch. Let's talk about merch. Let's talk about a bunch of cool stuff. Let's talk about merch. My favorite part is let's talk about a bunch of cool stuff. <laughs> Uh, that's one of our jingles by our friend Cameron James Parker. Check out his album Magic. No, not Magic. The Happy. I want to say Magic Happens. I don't. Know. <laughs> it's always in my head. Uh, the Happiest Place. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, anywhere you listen to music, and on YouTube's. Yeah. The YouTube's. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start merch because I love Which this item. Weird. It is very weird because I'm not the merch guy, but. Uh, Droid Depot has a new backpack and smartphone case and it's super cool. Um, it's a lounge fly and it's, um, I like a lot of black items. Like I, I love black, I black shirts, black hoodies, black backpacks. You know, I, it's I very just, rare for you to catch Sean in a color. Yeah. I don't wear colors very often, but so this, that's why this one's one of my favorites. It actually has a Droid Depot logo on it and it's all black with gold, uh, like circuitry. It's similar to the, they released a gray one a, a while back. Yeah, very similar, just different color scheme. Mm-hmm. So really excited about that. I will probably purchase that one. I'm okay with it. Which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing, uh, I don't know if anybody saw me. This was like completely out of character for me. What? Our trip to Disneyland. If anybody saw the pictures that we posted of Disneyland, I'm wearing a Loungefly backpack. <gasps> you are. Yeah, I had my Mad Hatter backpack. Sean doesn't carry things. I don't carry things, for one. Even on his back. It was easier, though. Mm-hmm. And it looked cool. I was I was all Mad Hattered out that day. Tabitha made me. You were me, looking fly. I got Tabitha a cricket for Christmas, and so mm-hmm. now all of my apparel is, is cricket t-shirts and hoodies <laughs> and hats. Uh, she made me a really cool Mad Hatter silhouette shirt, uh, a Mad Hatter hat that just has a 10-6 on it. And then I wore my Mad Hatter lounge fly. I looked really, really cool, if you ask me. You were very matching. Very, I was very But not themed. like matchy-matchy. No, themed. I was yeah. very themed. I liked it. Yeah, it was cool. Okay, what can else? You, can you get out of my segment I'm now? sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so there is some pretty awesome stuff that is releasing in early July on Shop Disney, in Walt Disney World, and at Disneyland. Uh, so we'll kind of jump back and forth to the two different things. That first one is a new Haunted Mansion collection. Um, It's going to have different apparel. Um, One of the things that's really, really cute is a wallpaper design stamped denim short. They're really, really cute. They kind of look like they're high-waisted. I'm assuming they're high-waisted. I can't really tell, but I'm assuming they're (laughs) high-waisted shorts. Okay. (laughs) They're really cute. I really like them. Um, And then there's also going to be a Madame Leota denim jacket, which... It has a, a really big, like, punk vibe, like, with how they set up the back of the jacket. It looks it looks like a, an advertisement for, like, a punk, a punk band. Yeah, it does. <laughs> very uh, very social club. Yeah, the front of it has, like, the, the weird little, like... Like the founder patch. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that very much. But it says Foolish Mortal. That's pretty cool. And it's got a little Madame Leota on it, too. But it's... I think it's, like, a... Like a little bit lighter of a shade of black the color of the jacket it doesn't look it's not like it's a really like, deep black color it's, it's like, like distressed, distressed black. denim yeah 
But that's really cute. And they're also going to have some accessories to go with it. So there's going to be a Loungefly shoulder bag that's coming out. Again, it has that very punk vibe to it. Um, and then there's going to be a Minnie Mouse headband that has a little Madame Leota in the center of the uh, bow and the wallpaper design on the ears. So those are super cute. Definitely something that I'm going to be checking out. And on the other side of things, there's going to be some new Nuimo's outfits that are coming to the Disney parks and online in a celebration of the Cruella premiere. So some really super cute outfits that you can put on your little Nuimo's. There's going to be some for the boy characters like Mickey and Donald. And then there's going to be some for the girls too, like Daisy and Minnie. Um, they're super cute. That's something that Kenzie is super obsessed with. So yeah. I'm excited for her to check those out. It's her new jam. It really is. She has probably, what, three outfits for each now? Probably, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Another cool collection that I'm kind of obsessed with is the new Tropical Collection that is out at the Disneyland Resort. Um, It's their new, like, summer line. So they've released... So many different products that are in this line. They've got a headband. They have reusable water bottles. They have home apparel like pitchers and glasses and wine jugs and like a little tray for you to set your things on, bowls, all kinds of stuff like that. They have lounge flies, which that one is super, super cute. Um, It has like a little bamboo style um, little strap on the top that I really like. I still haven't picked up... I keep muting. I like this soundboard, but I keep muting myself. I like that pattern. It's really yeah. cute. It's like, um, uh, it's it's not my. It's not usually my style because it's like all like uh, Aloha, like tropical print. Yeah, but, but like the amount of things they have in that theme is so cool. I would one hundred percent redo our kitchen stuff because there's so many options for you to add to it. You could basically redo your entire kitchen if you wanted to. And I really like it. So you know what? I might do it eventually. Yeah. There's also like like a coconutty scented candle that's a little Mickey head. It's a three-wick candle. Yeah. It smells fantastic. It's great. I love it. That's but, awesome. But yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. Blankets. It's crazy. Apparel. I love it. I think it's a really good line that they've put out. I can't wait to grab some and add it to my collection. So I'm really excited about those ones. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Another new collection that's going to be drop, dropping. Dropping. <laughs> Another new collection that's going to be dropping in June, just in time for Pride Month, is the new Rainbow Pride collection. There's all sorts of things that they have in that launch as well. There's t-shirts, patches, dog collars, um, pins, ear hats, headbands, even a new lounge fly in the rainbow print. Really anything that you can think of they're going to have. Um, I don't know about what they will be offering at Disney World in regards to Pride Month, but I know that those are the options that they have at Disneyland. So maybe at Disney World, they'll even add a magic band to the mix. That would be awesome. I would like that a lot. But it's really cute. I think this is probably my favorite of the Pride Month launches that they've had over the last few years. Um, There's a lot of different options, all different kinds of T-shirts and stuff. I think I'm actually going to be picking up the uh, rainbow headband this time. Uh, I didn't grab the one from last year, but I think, or the year before. But the I think newest one is really cute. Year. I like it a lot. I do too. Lots of pride stuff. Yeah. And then something that I'm still unsure of. I don't know if I like it or not, which is weird for me. 
because I love animal print stuff. And I don't typically, and I love this. Yeah. So there's a new leopard print spirit jersey that's out. Um, It's an all-black jersey with a small Mickey on the front that's wearing a little leopard print outfit. And then Disneyland is on the back, as usual, with the spirit jerseys, and that is in leopard print as well. The thing that is throwing me off with this spirit jersey is the sleeves. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. But you can see me rocking it. I mean, yes. it's, It's black. Okay, I gotta describe it. So, yeah. like I said, it's an all-black jersey. You know what? While you're listening to this, go look at our Instagram. It, yeah. There's a picture of it on there right now. The underneath part of the sleeves is leopard print, too, and it's weird. I know, but it's really cool looking. I don't think I like it. Well, I'm going to get it, and I'm going to see how it looks. And then you're going to hate it, and it's going to be mine. I'm not going to hate it. I think it looks cool. I don't think you're going to like it. I know you... I know you like when things are just all black with a little bit of design on it. I think those sleeves are really going to throw you off. But if you want it, you can get it. You tell me. Everybody out there, you tell me if you can see me wearing this this design. Go to the Instagram. But something that I do really want is the matching Crocs that they put out <laughs> with the Spirit jersey. They're so cute. I love, I love the leopard print. I think they're super cute. I would wear them all the time. I already have three pairs. What's another pair? I just want one. Yeah, I can I would see rock you wearing those. them. Yeah. Everywhere. You're, to the grocery store, to the parks, you're, everywhere. You're a Crocs person now. I'm wearing my which Crocs is so, right now. You're wearing them right now. I'm wearing my it's yellow so, Walt Disney so ones. so weird to me. I think they're cute. But you know what? It might be really cute if you could put together an outfit, you know, with the spirit jersey, the leopard print Crocs, the leopard um, mini headband, if I could just find that leopard print sequin lounge fly, my whole outfit would be perfect. It would. It really would. If y'all got a hookup on that leopard print <laughs> sequin <laughs> lounge fly bag, let a girl know because I will swoop that up so fast. Yeah. Uh, speaking of lounge flies, though, there is another new lounge fly that was released that is in the Disney resorts and it's on shopdisney.com. Um, the new Minnie and Mickey's Runaway Railway All Over Print Mini Backpack. It's really cute. It has that new animation style that they're going with with the characters. Which I'm a huge fan of. I, I love it. Goofy kind of got done dirty, nice. but I really like that that style of animation. They did him real dirty. They he did. looks like looks he's on real, drugs. real cracky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. But it's super cute. If you saw the launch of the new Disney Cruise Line ship, The Wish... They are going to be having the Aqua Mouse on that, and that's going to have projections and animations running through it, and that's the animation style that they chose for that as well. So if you haven't had a chance to get to Disney World and ride Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, it'll eventually be in California. We've still got a ways to go. they still got a lot that they've got to do, but it'll be here soon. So definitely something to look forward to in 2023, but I think it's cute. It has a matching wallet. (laughs) It's, it is cute. Yeah. And then last but definitely not least, especially when it comes to Sean and his pins. Yes. Um, there are two new limited edition pins that are out that you can find at DCA. Um, one of them is Where Fantasy Grows, a Disney terrarium series. The first one that was launched is a little Timon in a terrarium, and it looks like he's drinking out of like a little coconut beverage. It's super cute. There's little bugs in there with him. I really like it. I like the little terrarium scene. I think yeah. it's it's really cute. It is. But the one that definitely 
struck my eye was the new Windows of Main Street USA limited edition pin sets. Uh, The first one to launch... It's Windows. (laughs) The first one to launch just in time for his birthday is a Donald Duck one. Uh, Donald's birthday is coming up in June. The window is super cute. It moves up and down to reveal Donald Duck behind it. And on the front of the window, it reads Roy E. Disney specializing in the gentlemanly sport of racing the sea and Patty Disney first mate and gourmet cook aboard the Peregrina. They're really cute. You can find them at, at Water, Ink, and Paint at California Adventure. I want to try to pick up that window. Yeah, we haven't seen if they're going to do what they're going to do with the series, how many are going to be in it or what they're going to be. But, I mean, if they do enough of them, I would definitely collect that series. Yeah, they're really cute. I love the windows. I agree. Very cool. That's good merch. Yeah. You did a good job. Thanks. We'll keep you. I appreciate it. All right. Up next, it's Hidden Mickey with the Kid. It's time for Hidden Mickey of the Week. Looking everywhere, Kenzie's here to share the Hidden Mickey of the Week. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Hi. (laughs) How are you? Good, how are you? Good, so Kenzie is actually on location today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We tried to record with her in the room, but... uh, uh, since that debacle yesterday with the recording, she's actually in a car watching a softball game. <laughs> How's the softball game going? Good. Um, they're little, little children. So. <laughs> All right. So we have a very exciting hidden Mickey this time. Why is it so exciting, Kenzie? Um, so there's two reasons. One, I found it while we went to Disneyland for the first time in forever. Yes. And two, I found it all by myself. You did find it all by yourself. And it was such a cool experience because Kenzie's been doing this Hidden Mickey with the Kid segment since we started the show. It was one of the original segments. Mm-hmm. It's what we wanted to do when we started it. And, uh, you know, she's she's seen Hidden Mickeys, but she's never... Uh, really discovered one on her own. And so when we were, uh, when we were at Disneyland the other day, she actually found her own. So why don't you tell everybody about it? Where, where'd you find it at? So this hidden Mickey I found by Bengal barbecue. Yep. There, the little shopping, what's it called? The shopping. Yeah. There, there used to be shops there. Now it's a seating area. Um, it's, it's right next to Bengal barbecue. Yeah, so in that seating area, there's a wall of a bunch of different decorations, and on the wall, there's a shelf on the left side, and on the shelf, there's a toolbox with a... A hammer and a flashlight. Yeah, a hammer and a flashlight, and behind the hammer and a flashlight, there is a sifter, Yeah. and inside the sifter, there is a Hanimiki. Yeah, it's really and it's really cool. It's very well placed. The decor in there is very like Jungle Cruise. Um, you know, it's Adventureland. And so if you if you're looking inside of the seating area that's just to the right of Bengal Barbecue, uh, there yeah, there's a shelf on the wall. There's a toolbox on that shelf. Inside it is a hammer and a flashlight. Right behind it is a circular sifter. It's got like a, a mesh screen, and uh, the design in the screen is a hidden Mickey. It's so cool, and I'm so glad you found it. Kenzie, you were so excited when you saw that that day. Yes, I was excited because that was one that I found on my own. I know, so special, and I'm so glad that you got to do that while we were there. How was your? How was the rest of your trip at Disneyland? It was honestly 
amazing. Yeah, what was your favorite part? Um, probably being able to go on all the rides again. Yeah, I know. What was your favorite ride of the day? Um, Haunted Mansion yeah. or Snow White, actually. Yeah, Snow White was awesome. We're going to talk about it later on in the show. Uh, very cool attraction, and we're so excited that we got to see it. Um, yeah, uh, you know what my favorite part of the day was? What? Spending time with my family. <laughs> I know uh, it was it was a good time and we had so much fun but yeah th- this week's Hidden Mickey was so much more special because you got to see it yourself she was so excited she's like we're going to put this one on the show next so it was really really cool so thank you so much Kenzie for for always having cool spots to check out uh, if you've seen this one out there in Instagram land uh, post a picture and tag us on Instagram we'd love to see your photo of it but we'll put it on ours so you can see what we're talking about all right, Kenzie Lee. Okay, we'll, see you real soon. See you real soon. We'll talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. Love you. All right. Up next is what is it? What is it? Food. It's food. As we're saying that, we're like, I'm starving. I'm so hungry. <laughs> so uh, if you've listened to two episodes of our show or just one, we usually record at like midnight. <laughs> so it's not midnight is, for once. No, this is not normal for us. We're recording around dinner time. Uh, but a few things to talk about with food. Uh, Paradise Garden Grill at DCA reopens, uh, it will reopened on May 13th, and it's serving pepperoni pizza egg rolls, pork belly banh mi, impossible cheeseburger mac and cheese, Asian-style beef barbacoa street tacos, which are awesome, by the way, <laughs> uh, and honey bourbon lemonade, which sounds amazing. I want to try that so bad. It sounds so yummy. It does sound yummy. Um, another delicious treat that I'm so bummed wasn't open when we were there, but it is it reopened. It opened like the next day. Two days later. Ugh. It's reopened as of the 11th of May. Uh, Tropical Hideaway is now serving bao buns again. So on the menu, they have loco moco, spiced vegetable, and lime chicken. Um, They also have their lumpia offerings, which is the savory pork lumpia and the sweet pineapple and jackfruit lumpia. I love it all. (laughs) I I do like um, I do like the loco moco. It's it's honestly one of it's probably number. I like three it without no, it's, the it's number two for the, me. The what is it? The mushroom. I don't care for the stuff. sauce. I yeah. just need. I just like. I like it as is. Um, but the spiced vegetable one is actually really good. I don't remember trying the chicken one. The chicken one is. Uh, I'm not a fan of lime. Yeah. Just like and there's lime butternut is, squash in butternut it. Butternut squash is in that one. Yes. Um, the spiced vegetable one is kind of like uh, maybe it's butternut squash and and like um, or maybe sweet potato. I don't and potatoes. It it's really good. It's got a it's got a like a beefy flavor. Mm-hmm. It's spicy. Um yeah. not spicy like hot, but like spices. spice spices. <laughs> um my favorite, which I'm really bummed that they didn't bring back, is the beef bulgogi. Yeah. But we'll see. Like Maybe they will. I can definitely get by on some loco moco. I'll grab like four or five or six <laughs> and just and pop just them in your stuff my face with them and put some <laughs> in my pockets and we'll be good. Um Hollywood Lounge is also open, and the beverages sound delightful. They sound so yummy. Yeah, the the couple of options that they have are banana pancakes, which is banana whiskey, hazelnut liqueur, and vanilla almond milk. 
uh, blue raspberry hard seltzer, and a pomegranate hard cider. They have a lot other drink options available. That's just kind of a little teaser that we gave you of yeah. some ones. They also have like some micheladas and stuff like that too. Yeah. And they're also serving the studio catering truck food offerings, nachos with choice of chicken or carnitas, uh, chicken tacos, carnitas tacos, and two plant-based options, which are soy chorizo nachos and dairy-free cheese and crema and potato and soy chorizo tacos. Um, I want to try the potato and soy chorizo tacos because I sometimes like soy chorizo the, better because it doesn't up my, upset my stomach as much because it's not as greasy. You know, enough with the blasphemy, okay? I have tummy troubles That's and true. you know this. But you know what? <laughs> if it has the word chorizo in it, uh, I hope it's all, I always hope it's good. Yeah. Uh, oh, something else that we didn't talk about. We didn't say this yesterday, but we should have. What? They have a new item at, uh, at uh, Cocina Cucamonga. Yes. Guys. Okay, so I'm actually really excited about this because there's been a trend lately. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's been a lot of restaurants trying out this whole birria trend. Birria? Birria. Uh, it's, um, it's lamb meat, and uh, it's usually like a queso taco. So it's like either fried cheese on I the outside or fried so cheese yeah, on the inside. Mm-hmm. And it comes with a side of what's called consomme, and it's, uh, it's like, a, like a broth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you dip the taco in the broth and you eat it. So it's like the 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 messiest the, taco the messiest, you'll ever eat. It is messy. It's so good. But they are delicious. Most places that I've had them, besides like Chipotle, like uh, Chipotle had them. Yes. Why don't I and remember? So everybody this? was bummed about it. That's the same as Taco Bell having it. <laughs> everybody was but, bummed about it. Um, but that said, uh, there have been some people. Some people that have very high opinions of Mexican food, like our friend Disneylandia, Alvi, she posted the other day and she said that they are bomb. Ooh, yeah. I'm ready. So uh, I only take, I, I, I don't take people's um, opinions very highly when it comes to food because yeah. I like my own food. But I know that, that Alvi likes good Mexican food and she said they're great. So. I want to try them. I can't wait because I'm going to try them on the fifth when we go. My stomach's growling. Oh. I'm so hungry. Yeah. I'm so hungry I'm banging my arm against walls. (laughs) What was the best thing you ate when we went the other day to Disneyland? Ooh, what was the best thing I ate? You know what the best thing I didn't eat was? My chimichanga (laughs) that I left in a bag in the hotel room because I forgot about it. I was really looking forward to that. We were so tired when we got back to the room. I was so hungry, too. Um, So, well, well, hungry and stuffed at the same time because we had just eaten Plaza Inn. Oh, gosh. That was so good. Um, I would say my favorite food coming back was plaza inn yeah yeah they uh they were doing to go and um so we did order ahead and we'll give you some insight on the order ahead option but we ordered it right at park closing i ate my chicken meal and oh man it was good it was delicious i missed that mm-hmm. um and nothing different as a as a takeaway option versus eating it there like it was still just as good yeah the chicken was just well, as and crispy it's not, we didn't take it like super far we set up at a table because they have a lot more tables set up at jolly holiday they so do. we, we yeah. got our food to go we sat there at the last hour of the night and we just enjoyed our meal yeah so uh chicken was just as crispy as it normally is mashed potatoes and gravy were just mm. as mashed potato and gravy as they used to be mm. um and uh the biscuits are just as biscuity as i remember do I have anything to snack on? I know, I'm starving. I'm so hungry. <laughs> got some chili cheese Fritos. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think... Uh, well, no, so tell me, what, what's your, what was your favorite item going back? Um, It's a tie. It's a tie? And I didn't say a tie last night, but now that I'm thinking about it again, it's a tie. Between 
palm frites, mm. mm-hmm. and just a churro. You know, the Disneyland churro, churros hit different. Okay, okay. The Disneyland churros <laughs> do hit different, and the Disneyland churros that we had were a lot different because they were, they were like popping. caked in cinnamon sugar. As the kids say, bussin. They were bussin. <laughs> Are Why we, do I feel like I'm 90? Are we using that right? <laughs> I hope so. The, they were bussing. Respectively. Respectively. Um, Kenzie's going to listen to this like, oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, normally, you know, when you're eating a churro, it kind of snows the, the cinnamon and sugar. But this time it was like clumps. It was hailing. It was yeah, real bad. It was, uh, it was really, uh, it was gritty almost, it but was it was so delicious. Yummy. So. Yeah, I guess the churros. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. To uh, we'll back. talk about more of the food that we ate uh, in our main topic segment, which is coming up pretty soon. But before that happens, we've got to get to entertainment and events. Entertainment, events, entertainment and events. Entertainment, events, entertainment and events. Entertainment, events, entertainment and events. Entertainment and events. Here we go. Oh yeah. <laughs> That song is so funny. Uh, the best part is the, <gasps> mm-hmm. the gasp. Uh, very talented guy, Cameron James Parker is. Check him out on Instagram. Um, yeah, so uh, events and entertainment. So there's a really cool uh, comic set to release in June. It's called Web of Spider-Man. Um, and it's Web, W-E-B, like uh, the new attraction in Avengers Campus. They're doing a comic run. And it features art from the concept art of Avengers Campus. Super cool. So for all you comic book readers out there, check that one out. Um, and then uh, not a lot going on with events and entertainment in the parks. But there's a couple things. Yeah, there's still the Flower and Garden Festival that's running at Epcot. That's going to be running through July 5th. So I know it's mid-May when we're releasing. releasing? It's mid-May when we're releasing this, so if you have some time end of May into June to head over to Epcot, definitely go and check out Flower and Garden. I want to figure out how to get us there because I don't want to miss it. I but know. Just 10 days later, on July 15th, is when the International Food and Wine Festival starts at Epcot, and that's running all the way through November 20th, so... You'll have tons of time to hit that one up if you plan on heading to Florida anytime soon. So two awesome events that are going to be at Epcot that you guys should check out. Check the link in my bio for my GoFundMe. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. Get the McCready's to Epcot. Uh, Seriously. Um, But a lot of stuff coming to Disney+. Plus. My gosh. You know what? People are going to love it. They're going to love it so much. One more. So it was announced uh, by The Rock himself that Jungle Cruise is coming. Oh, I was, I, was I was too slow on the button. Uh, Jungle Cruise is coming to Disney Plus Premier Access and theaters on July 30th. Uh, looks very Jumanji-esque. I'm excited. Uh, I'm really excited about it. Um, it's going to have some... Some familiar jokes from the attraction, some familiar call-outs from the attraction, um, but should be a good ride. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited about it. And we should be able to check it out at Disney World because we will be there the day that it releases. So we, we can should go, go to, to the Springs. movies. Yeah, we can go to the theater at Disney Springs. The movie, the cinema. The cinema. Uh, another upcoming thing added to Disney Plus is a new Muppets special. Um, (laughs) 
Just recently, the Disney Parks blog released a video. You can find it on the Disney Parks YouTube page of Gonzo and Pepe the King Prawn announcing the Muppets' first ever Halloween special, Muppets Haunted Mansion. Um, it'll be debuting this fall exclusively on Disney+. Plus. The brand new special will feature a star-studded Muppets cast, celebrity cameos, new music, and spooky fun for families to enjoy together. Muppets Haunted Mansion takes place on Halloween night when Gonzo is challenged to spend one very daring night in the most grim, grinning place on Earth, the, the Haunted, Haunted Mansion. Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do the spooky button. I don't know. Do I have a... Oh, I do have... <laughs> I just blew our audience's ears off. Goodness gracious. I apologize for that. Holy smokes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be really cute. It looks awesome. I yeah, like Muppets It's stuff. Muppets. I mean, Muppets are great always. I, I, there's, You know, the only thing I haven't liked that was Muppets is that show that they have on Disney Plus right now. Um, the interview show. What What is it? Um, I can't think of it. I can't think of what it is either. Whatever it is, I didn't like it very much. No? No, it seemed a little bit disconnected. Gotcha. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Also, uh, two of Disney's upcoming live-action films, Free Guy and Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, will be released exclusively to theaters for 45 days. After those 45 days, they may go also to the streaming services, including Disney+. Plus. Um... <laughs> I can't help myself. Uh, and then Cruella's coming to premiere access May 28th, as well as theaters. Uh, Loki is premiering on June 9th. And if if you haven't seen the preview, the trailer for the Loki series, please go watch it. I love Loki so much. It's going to be like multiverse kind of stuff, time travel stuff. It's kind of based on the foundation that he screwed up the timelines when he did all the, the time travel stuff. So uh, really cool looking. And then Black Widow is going to be premiering in theaters and on Premiere Access on July 9th. So uh, lots of really cool stuff coming. Um mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what's up first? Cruella's coming May 28th, and then June 9th is Loki, Black Widow July 9th, and then rounding out the uh, the month of July is uh, Jungle Cruise on July 30th. I'm so excited. Yeah, lots of good stuff. So really excited about that. Um, it's kind of it for events and entertainment. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break, and then when we come back, we're going to be talking about our welcome home trip, all the things that we saw, all the things we did, and uh, what you should look forward to. So we'll be right back. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. And that's how we felt. <laughs> oh man! Uh, yeah, welcome back. Um, We—that uh, was that one kicked me in my chest. I know <laughs> somebody's cutting onions in here. Um, 
Yeah, so we went back to Disneyland for the first time after 14 months. On May 9th. On May 9th. Um, we didn't... We didn't particularly try to get tickets for the opening day. Um, it would have been nice to, it, but it wasn't our goal. We just wanted to get there. It would have been really nice. Uh, however, um, you know, I, I know there were a lot of like bloggers and you know, camera rigs and stuff like that. That I just I feel like it would have taken away from me. I saw a lot of them and, and I just wasn't into it. Um, so I'm glad we went. When we went. Um, it was such a magical day. Um, and we, I feel like we got everything we wanted out of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, there wasn't much that we didn't do that we had set out to. I think the only thing we didn't really do was the Mark Twain. Yeah. Uh, that was really all we didn't do. Kenzie wanted to go on Splash Mountain, but I wasn't about to walk around wet all day. Nope. Um, I don't do that. Uh, and then she forgot about it. So it was kind of, kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, Disneyland was, it was a little weird, you know, it was, um, the, you know, walking in for the first time in forever and, um, you know, seeing main street, seeing the signs and seeing everything. It was like, it was overwhelming. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, we, you said it last night, like it was, it was very familiar, like mm-hmm. it's home, but it was like super foreign as well because there were the masks, there were the lines, uh, the, 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 the distance markers, um, very very odd but it was still really good and um we walked in and and we kind of goofed up because normally we walk in and go left yeah that's an always thing and i don't yeah, know why pretty much yeah it's it's pretty standard for us unless they're like routing you to the right um but yeah normally i i like to walk in and see walt like mm-hmm. that's the first thing i like to see um but we walked in we saw the sign uh you know the brass sign that everybody knows um and uh, that got me first. That one got me first. Well, because no. Walking through the gate got me first. <laughs> I think everything got us first. Yeah. So, um, you know, let's let's start with with getting there. We'll we'll tell the story uh, in its in its fullness. Um, so, getting there, uh, Mickey and Friends parking structure opens thirty minutes before the park opening. Uh, so, you know, don't get there too early because you're not going to be able to get in. Harbor entrance, kind of the same story. They're they're open. I think maybe an, maybe an hour or two before officially. Yeah, we were in a hotel right across the street, um, and we didn't. I didn't see anybody lining up until like seven ish. No, we actually were lucky enough to have a, a view of Harbor Boulevard, and so we could see when people were starting to line up. Uh, so I walked down first, and we 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 jumped in line. I think we waited for forty five minutes altogether, if that. And that was at like seven forty five. Yeah. Well, yeah, it must have been because I... We were in the park by 8.20. 8.25, I think. Yeah, at the latest. Um, they were opening up a little bit early, um, which was super nice, actually, because... It limited the congestion. It limited the congestion. You didn't walk into a big crowd. Everybody was kind of Which would have dispersed. given me so much anxiety on top yeah. of the anxiety that I already had. Yeah. So, you know, by the time we got in, there was nobody up front. We walked right in. Mm-hmm. I mean, we actually had to step back because we couldn't pull up our tickets in time. That's yeah. how fast we were able to get in. I was frazzled. Yeah. I was um, like, wait, I'm not ready. <laughs> pretty uneventful as far as like getting in. There were a couple weirdos in line that were giving us static because one guy was trying to cut in front of us and I told him not to and he called me Disneyland police, which was weird. No, not Disneyland police. Common sense police. If there's a line, you don't just cut in wherever you want to. You well, go was, to the back. Yeah, he was trying to come in from like a completely separate yeah. line. And I was like, no, dude, like you're not going to yeah, cut He saw me. that ours was a little bit shorter and he was like, let's go over here to his whole family. And it's like, bro, this isn't how it works. 
You and go then, where you were. Yeah, and then there is also a part uh, in the queue at the harbor entrance where it looks like well, so it was two. It was when two they were lines. just doing the downtown. Yeah, Disney it was entrance. it was zigzagging. So the way they have it set up now, there's still like distance markers on the ground, and some lady behind us thought that we were just like not going, so she tried to walk around us, and I'm like. Well, no, that's not how a Ma'am. line works. Excuse me. What are you doing? She accused us of yelling at her, which we don't do. So it was it was weird. No. And if you see those double markers, it leads up to the person that tells you which temperature check line to go to. Right. So you don't just walk up and go wherever you want to. They tell you where they want you to go. So don't push the people in front of you. Pretty, don't, don't try to go around Pretty standard line operation. Yeah, it's easy. Um, but yeah, I mean, pretty uneventful. We got through security pretty easy, just like normal. Um, we got up to the, the turnstiles and had to pull up our tickets. We finally got scanned in and it was pretty awesome to be able to walk through the gates again. It was a very surreal moment. Very surreal. Um, so again, you know, we walked through the tunnels. Um, we saw our, our, our famous sign that everybody knows and loves. Uh, and then the first thing I wanted to do was I wanted to see Walt. Like that was the biggest thing for me, like seeing seeing Walt Disney's lamp in his apartment above the firehouse is like, um, I think, uh, God, I, I don't know how I'm going to get through, through this. I thought I was fine after last night. Cause again, this is our second time recording this, but, uh, the Walt recording, I don't know why I played that. I'm an idiot. Um, Josh tomorrow in the, uh, the welcome back video said that, um, the, the lamp is like a, like a beacon. Mm-hmm. Um, Calling everyone home. Yeah, and it. Whew. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just so. It, it was kind of a gloomy day, so it was mm-hmm. a little bit dark out. So you could actually see the light lit up in the window. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing that, just like, I don't know, it, it opened my heart back up to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, you know, looking down. Looking down Main Street and seeing the castle for the first time. Um, it made it me, shouldn't be as hard as it is. No, it, <laughs> no, it, it, it's so it's it's so silly. Um, but it made me realize that we just we took you know we appreciated Disneyland for what it was like. It, it was something that brought our family together. It's it truly brought our family together. It created our family. Uh, without Disneyland, we wouldn't have met, you know, mm-hmm. like there's just, there's a lot to, to our story that includes Disneyland. Um, but it made me realize like we took Disneyland for granted in a lot of different ways. Like, yeah. you know, the last time we were at Disney before this trip, uh, we never assumed that it would be the last the time day. we'd be there. Yeah. It was just another Disney day. And, you know, we went into the parks, we had a little bit of fun. We had some food and we went home, Yeah, you know, never in a million years would we think like, this is going to be the last time we go to Disneyland in a year, over a year or at all. You know, when we did that, that interview with Cameron, he had asked, you know, what if Disneyland closed? And it really broke my heart to think about it. And it's not a fun thing. To no, think it's about. a horrible thing to think about. And, uh, you know, come at me with your Disney adult jokes or whatever, but you know, Disney is important to our family. It's, it's huge for us. It's, you know, it was a huge bonding experience for me and my kiddo. Uh, it brought Tabitha into my life. Um, it made her a mom, <laughs> which is kind of cool. Um, so yeah, you know, we, we did take it for granted. So if, you know, if I, if I had one challenge to anybody, it's just appreciate like what we have, you know, being a a Southern California resident, a Southern California native, having Disneyland just at our, our, uh, our disposal at any point in time, like that was a, that was a, an honor to have that. And now we don't. And 
So, you know, think about what it means to you and just don't take it for granted because we don't know what's going to happen in the future. Something like this could happen again. So next time you go, take it all in, take the experience for, for, um, the great thing that it is and just appreciate what you have at your disposal. Yeah. Um, but one great thing, you know, besides seeing Walt, uh, at the apartment, um, I say seeing Walt, like that's how I say (laughs) when I see Walt, I say goodbye to him every time we leave. I don't know how you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Um, but besides Walt and besides the castle, uh, I think the best thing for me was the cast members. Yeah. Being um, able to walk up Main Street and just seeing them all back in action again. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a couple of them were a little bit rusty. Yeah. Uh, which is, which is, which was actually I feel like funny. we didn't really experience the rusty ones till the end of the night. But not bad, not in a bad way. Just, yeah. you know, maybe they forgot or something. Yeah. But one great thing was in something that was so cool. Um, so let me, let me say this first. So. If you want to make somebody's day, if you if you ever set out to make somebody smile in a day, next time you're at Disneyland, say this phrase to them. I'm so happy you're back. Mm-hmm. I threw a lot of people off that day because literally every cast member I saw, happy you're back. I'm glad you're back. So happy you're back. And all of them would either like, they, they most of them like stammered. They were like, oh, oh well, I'm glad you're back. Mm-hmm. And, and then I'd, I'd meet that with, well, I couldn't be here if you weren't here. Mm-hmm. And they were all just so like grateful that somebody was appreciating them and it brought a smile to all their faces. So if you want to make a little bit of magic for a cast member who is working their butt off to make magic for you, tell them you're glad they're back. Yeah. Because they went through a really, really hard time. Yeah. Uh, going for 14 months, not knowing what's going to happen, you know, not knowing if you have a job to go back to ever, you know, it was really hard on them. Disneyland, I think... I think Disneyland did as best they could for, for, you know, giving them as much pay as they could for as long as they did. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of controversy about that, but I think they did a good job of it. I think, you know, obviously a lot of people were hurting and it wasn't the best situation, but I feel like they gave them what they could mm-hmm. or what made sense. Um, but yeah, you want to make one of their days, tell them you're happy they're back. They're yeah. going to just be so excited. Um, but another thing with the cast members that I was super excited about was... Th- their individualism. Yeah. Uh, seeing tattoos on a cast member threw me off. Seeing, seeing, you know, uh, gentlemen who I, who I would assume identify as, as male. Um, I'm, I'm assuming, uh, just because of, you know, their wardrobe and, and, and some other things, but seeing men, uh, wearing earrings at Disneyland was mm-hmm. very strange for me, but I, I loved it. You know, I worked at Disneyland. We weren't allowed to do any, wear anything outside of the costume. You know, clean cut haircut, no facial hair, no tattoos, no piercings, nothing. Mm-hmm. So seeing some, you know, guys with earrings, um, some very obviously um, uh, excited folks wearing like a lot of like jewelry, mm-hmm. uh, showing their tattoos. Um, Just their individualism. Yeah. I saw a um, a couple cast members wearing a an outfit, a costume that better suits them for their identity, which mm-hmm. was really exciting. Um, so it was really cool. And and we actually uh, ran into, we were, we'll get there when we get into Fantasyland, but we ran into um, Vanessa Bryant, mm-hmm. Kobe, uh, Kobe Bryant's wife. Um, and she was with an entourage. I think Sierra was with her, the mm-hmm. singer. 
and they had all kinds of security, but they, had also, they also had a couple plaids. One of them I recognize, Pascal. If you know who Pascal is, he's a very, very handsome man, silver <laughs> fox. Um, but it was so great because Pascal was wearing earrings and mm-hmm. rings and jewelry, and he looked he looked so great. Just He looked like himself. He didn't yeah. look like a cookie cutter, you know? And I, I, it was so funny because he was flanked by two of Vanessa Bryant's security guards, mm-hmm. which were huge men. I walked up yeah. right between them, and I went, Pascal! Pascal, you look fabulous. And he was like, oh, my God, thank you. And, I was, and these two guys are looking at me like, who the heck is this guy? It was pretty funny. So just seeing the individualism was so I was worried about it because mm-hmm. being an ex cast member and seeing like the strict restrictions on your wardrobe, it was it, I thought it was just going to be super weird for me. But the first cast member I saw with a visible tattoo, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I can see your tattoo. I'm so happy for you. And she was like, I know. It's so great. And it's funny because most cast members have Disney tattoos. I know. So I it's know. like, why not show them off? Yeah. So it was that was that was really cool for me. I don't know. It was, it was again, very familiar, but so foreign at the same time. Yeah. So why don't we walk around the park? Let's Let's talk about where we went. Yeah. So we walked up Main Street first and just kind of sobbed as we walked all the way up. Yeah. <laughs> and took in all of the sights, all of the sounds. Being able to hear the Main Street music was probably the best thing about my day. Yeah. That's just the ambiance of Main Street is one of my favorite things. Like there's yeah. in there we've talked about it before. There's been so many times where we've just gone into the park and sat on Main Street for the night and then we were done. Yeah. So just having that back just felt so good. Um, and then we congregated at the hub. Um, it was me, Sean, Kenzie. Um, and then our friend Amy uh, Mamers and her daughter Kylie, um, Sean headed back down Main Street for a moment and we were just kind of waiting up at the hub. That's when I saw the security guards in action. <laughs> That's right. Security was on point that day. They really were. And they're taking these these guidelines very seriously. So we were we stood in line. There wasn't any uh, photo pass out yet because, like we said, it was it was before uh, nine o'clock, so it was before everything really got started. So we just kind of took some of our own photos for the day, um, and we saw a group behind us. They were taking a family photo, and one of the members of the family actually took their mask off um, to take the photo, and then uh, they were just kind of walking around with it down on their chin. Still, they never put it back up after they took the photo. So. Uh, security was walking by as that happened and they let them know that even for photos you need to have your mask on make sure it's up at all times unless you're stationary and eating and drinking um so they they were receptive they said okay Uh, they got in line to do a photo at the hub and the security guards kept kind of like moseying a little bit down main street um and then they got up to the statue to take another photo and the same guy took his mask down a second time um and security saw him and turned around and kind of like followed back to to where they started walking again and i think he saw them out of the corner of his eye because that's when he put his mask back up but the security guards weren't going to stop like they they had told him the first time that he shouldn't be doing that so they walked up to him and i heard the cast member go the rules didn't change from down there to up here if i have to ask you to put your mask back on again i'm just going to ask you to leave instead and i was like oh Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard a security guard say that to somebody, you know, like mm-hmm. and and I and I'm glad. Like you know, what? just follow the rules, you know. They're very easy. If that's if that's their rule, follow it and don't go there if you can't. Like it that's it's that easy, guys. Like tell your friends like they're enforcing the rules. Mm-hmm. So until something changes with these masks thing, 
Just assume you have to wear them. Yeah. It's assume not hard. To wear them. You'll be fine. What's our quote? Wear a mask, <laughs> wear a mask stay, stay away, away from, from people. people. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was, uh, that was while I was down actually having a conversation with a cast member. I was talking to a plaid and uh, we cried together. It was, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um, but, you know, she was just telling me about how great, she, how glad she was to be back and all that good stuff. So uh, really, really good interaction there. So uh, one thing that you immediately notice when you're in Disneyland these days until they increase the capacity is it's so empty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, walking down Main Street, not a lot of people. The hub was pretty empty. Nobody in front of the castle. Like, you know, I took my first castle picture and didn't even have to, like, really block out people. Normally yeah. I have this, uh, and you guys can use this trick. Uh, if you just angle up your camera a little bit, you miss every single person. So it looks like nobody's there. <laughs> um, but I didn't really have to do that much because there was just not a lot of people there. So mm-hmm. uh, they did a good job. And that was at, like, that was at like 845, 830 yeah. maybe. Um, we were in before the park opened, so there was no photo pass out yet, but, uh, they did a good job of letting everybody in that way. They could just go to where they wanted to be when the park opened and then mm-hmm. they're just there. So if you wanted to start in Tomorrowland, you start in Tomorrowland, you're there at eight 30, wait around until everything opens, then you go. Mm-hmm. So was re- that was really nice. I really enjoyed that part of it. Um, so that's the hub. That's the castle. Uh, let's go to the left. That's typically typically where we go. Adventureland. Yeah. So we went in through Adventureland. Um, it was really weird to not see a sea of strollers when you're first walking in kind of by, by Jungle Cruise. That's normally where everybody like used to put them. And then yeah. they were putting them over in the little covered area. But even yeah. then, like there's... There's no strollers, no strollers around. It's really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we walked through there. We did do Indiana Jones at one point in time, but we did yeah. that later on in the day. Um, and we did have Bengal barbecue for breakfast. We had Bengal barbecue for <laughs> breakfast. Um, and that's where uh, Kenzie found her hidden Mickey. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so the shops are open over there. Um, Indiana Jones was available. Their queue, as we had said earlier, was running through Jungle Cruise, which is not open at the moment, but it will be soon. Mm-hmm. Um, Tarzan's Treehouse was open. Which is Which odd. is very strange. A lot of touch points. Uh, Tropical Hideaway was... Um, it was open when we were there, but it was only serving Dole Whip. Right, only Dole Whip. Um, and then, yeah, so, so Adventureland was pretty chill. Um, you know, easy peasy, you know, yeah. it was, it was easy... all the shops were still open. There's plenty of seating for Bengal right there. Yeah. Cause even when we sat down to eat the Bengal barbecue, um, th- there were plenty of op- open tables. Yeah. Uh, so that was refreshing. It's usually kind of hard to get a table. Um, yeah. onward through New Orleans square, Pirates of the Caribbean is open. Mm-hmm. Um, the river is not fully open. Uh, Mark Twain is running, but um, no rafts, no rafts, no canoes, and no uh, sailing ship Columbia. Um, the one which thing that's, that's kind of a bummer. I do really like the sailing. I like ship the Columbia. Columbia, but you know the Columbia is down more than it's not. You know, yeah. it's 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 always kind of docked over there. Yeah. Um, but on the front of the water, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. That's the one like noticeable line, and that's what I was talking about earlier in news. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean definitely could benefit from a virtual queue. Because the, yeah. the queue comes out of the, the tunnel and all the way through down to almost like halfway to Haunted Mansion in front of Cafe Orleans and then wraps back around. So it blocks off the bulk of New Orleans Square. So yeah. if you want to get to like the shops or Cafe Orleans, like you have to go down the river 
and then up and around to loop back. Either that um, or when you entered, if you entered through Adventureland, you have to go up and over on the bridge yeah. and not down and around in front of pirates. Right. So I'm hoping they do something with that queue. I mean, really not just because of COVID guidelines, but like in general, mm-hmm. uh, because it seems that that's kind of the norm, you know. Uh, during non-COVID times, that's a very full queue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it does wrap up. And, and, and it's kind of hit or miss. Sometimes it's no queue at all. Sometimes it's all the way down into New Orleans Square. Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of New Orleans Square, uh, mo- I think the shops were all open. Majority of the shops were open. Uh, the perfume shop was not. Obviously, that's a lot of touch right. points. Yeah. And you have to kind of have your nose available to be able to smell everything. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. makes sense that that's not open. But... The Crystal Shop, the Pandora Store, all of that's open. There was that one shop that was back there kind of by Club 33 um, in Blue Bayou that had the um, like Dapper Day style dresses yeah. in it. That yeah. is actually closed down and there's an advertisement on the front of it that something new is going in there. We just don't know what that is yet. Yeah, we'll let you know when we do though. Uh, but Pieces of Eight was open. The caricature artists were there, which mm-hmm. was awesome to see because that's where Tabitha and I got engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you peek around the corner, the Club 33 doors were open. Yeah, they had a person sitting little, there to check you in. Yeah, you can see their little photo op there. Um, so peek in if you can. Lots of characters. Well, I guess not lots, but a couple characters were out and about in New Orleans Square, too, when we were there. Yeah. We saw uh, Captain Jack. Captain Jack Sparrow. He yelled at me because I said Jack. And you he got said scolded. Captain Jack. Captain Jack Sparrow. And Bobbin. Tiana. She's Tiana so was up there. She was just looking as beautiful as ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got her to wave at me, which always makes me happy because mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm a child inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Kenzie was stoked because Tiana's her favorite princess. So that was really cool to see her out there. Uh, we did eat at Cafe Orleans for lunch. It's a little bit different now. It's just a little bit different. Can't get palm frites as a starter anymore. No, you can only get that if you order the Monte Cristo, which conversationally is half the serving size as it normally is. So you don't yeah. get the um, the four half slices. You get two. Um, but you still get the palm frites. You get um, uh, strawberry and the, the uh, blackberry pluot. jam and a pluot. Is that what it was? It was a pluot. I thought it was a huckleberry or something. No, it was no. a pluot. A pluot is a what? A plum apricot hybrid. Is that what I was eating? Yes. The, with the orange thing? With the weird husk around it? Yeah. It looks, yeah, okay. It was actually pretty good. You said pluot, but I don't think that's right. I think it was a No, a I think berry. we Googled it and it was a pluot. No. I'm, I'm arguing with you on this one. I'm going to make you sit here and look this up and prove to me that that was a pluot. Because I think it was a kind of berry? A hu- said huckleberry, but huckleberries are No, black. not a huckleberry. Um, what was it? All right, we're going to we're going to figure this out right now. This is your entertainment. Oh, it is. A phasalis. <laughs> what? A ground cherry or wild husk tomato. It was a tomato. It was a tomato. <gasps> it was very tomato-like, but it didn't taste like a tomato. It was actually kind of sweet. So the ground cherry, also called Vesalis or Cape Gooseberry. A gooseberry. That's what it was. It's a unique fruit with its papery husk. It looks like a small orange tomatillo. It, look, it looks exactly like a tomatillo husk. So it was a gooseberry, and mm-hmm. we ate it. Uh, I didn't like delicious. it. I didn't like it. <laughs> uh, getting back on track, the one thing that they didn't have at uh, Cafe Orleans that we were looking forward to was the beignets. But, you know, we'll wait. We'll be patient. 
what else in, in New Orleans Square? Obviously, Haunted Mansion. Yes. We did get on Haunted Mansion, and I was so excited. I was talking to one of the plaids before we got on the attraction, and he was tell- he was like, I don't want to give anything away, and I'm not going to give anything away either. Yes, I am. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, Turn so, it off now. Yeah, he was telling me that uh, some guests were like, hey, when did you add this in, or when did you add that? And he's like, we didn't. We just, It's just brighter in there now. Mm-hmm. You'll just notice that the attraction is, is visibly brighter. There are some things in the graveyard scene that you might not recognize because it was a lot darker than it, than it uh, used to be, so, or a lot brighter than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so keep an eye out in the, in the cemetery scene. You're going to see some things that you've never seen before, which is actually really cool because mm-hmm. they've always been there. You just didn't know it. Yeah. Um, and then... You do get to experience the stretching portrait room. It's just very, very, very limited capacity. It was yeah. four groups at a time. Each one is underneath a stretching portrait, but you do still get to go through. Yeah, which was really nice because that's my favorite thing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, they are doing uh, select uh, walkthroughs the, through the, the... Servants' quarters. The servants' quarters, the... What, are the, what is it called? The mausoleum, uh, the mausoleum entrance. Um, but if you go that way, you don't get to see the stretching portraits. Yeah, but you get to see other cool stuff. So, so people are really win, excited win. about going in. I prefer the stretching room because it's I love the portraits. Um, but, you know, for everybody that got to go in the servants' quarters entrance, that's awesome. Good for yeah. you. Uh, but they also did make some uh, improvements to the outdoor uh, cemetery scene, the pet cemetery out front. Mm-hmm. Um, they've added in some foliage and some very specific plants around some of the animals. So they, they have a plant that smells like skunk around the skunk. They have some catnip, uh, with, the catnip with the kitty cat. They have some uh, lily, lily pad pads. looking things around the frog. Um, and then inside uh, they have the, uh, what's the portrait called? A winter to spring to winter. Spring to winter. I don't know. Is that it? You said it last night. Yeah. I, I think it's spring it to winter. Um, it's basically the the portrait of the woman who ages in front of your eyes. Mm-hmm. So that's very prominent in, right past the statues that watch you walk by. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a cat statue that's new. Yeah, so they made some improvements. They made some adjustments, and they added some things in, and it looks awesome. And I couldn't, I can't wait to go back. Same. Um, on that same, down. yeah, going that same area, Critter Country is, uh, it's open now. It wasn't uh, when we were there. Winnie the Pooh was closed when we were there, but Splash Mountain was open. Um, and then uh, Country Bear Jamboree's back. I wish. Oh, man. It's not. That was mean. That was very mean. Very, <laughs> very. Rude. Rude. Um, but, yeah, Winnie the Pooh is back now. Uh, Hungry Bear is still closed uh, mm-hmm. for the moment. But um, you can see it from the train. Yeah, which the running. train is open. It yeah. shuts down early in the afternoon. So if you do want to get on it, I suggest that be one of the first things that you do. And it's open at all stations. So yeah. you can jump on it at any normal location. So the front, uh, New Orleans Square, back in uh, Toontown or Tomorrowland. So mm-hmm. it's fully open. Uh, making our way through, we did hit up Galaxy's Edge because we did uh, get lucky enough to get a good boarding group in the morning at 7 a.m. when we woke up. Mm-hmm. Um, we did it from our hotel room, which was super nice. You can do that so if, you're, convenient. if you're going into Disneyland first. You can do that. If not, if you're starting out at DCA, you can do Rise of the Resistance virtual queue at noon. Mm-hmm. Uh, good luck. I have I've seen some issues there just because it's full. Um, but we were lucky enough to get a boarding group, so we did... Rise of the Resistance, it's just as great as it used to be. The only difference you're going to see, uh, well, there's a few minor differences, but the major difference is the pre-show room with Ray and BB-8 is no longer running. 
have you walk for the time being. The outside. You just walk right through. Um, so you you have ample time to get a picture of the shuttle and of the X-wing out there. Pose X-wing, uh, and then when you get onto the shuttle. Uh, it's still kind of the same. You're just not able to walk around. You have to stand on a dot with your group. I would highly recommend you don't stand at the on the dots that are to the right or left of Beck mm-hmm. uh, because you can't see that show at the beginning or at the front of the of the shuttle. Yeah. Uh, you can see what's on the, going on in the back. So just find a better spot there. Don't stand at the front. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we were escorted off by an Imperial officer and everything was still kind of the same. Smaller groups in the jail cell, not a big deal. And plexiglass on the transports with the droid, nothing major. You yeah, know, I didn't it, hate any of it. Still just <laughs> as good of a ride, um, still as awe-inspiring as it started out. So glad we got to go on that. We also did Smuggler's Run. Um, we ran into our friend Buddy, which we had mm-hmm. talked about when it was his birthday a few weeks ago, that he got his job back, but he's actually working on Smuggler's Run instead of on the trams. We yeah. got to see him. It was super awesome. Um, that one was super easy too. They're just not loading a lot of people into the 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 like waiting area right. with the table and stuff. They right. you just kind of walk in and they assign you to which cockpit at cockpit entrance you have. Yeah, they're getting people in and out pretty quickly there, so it was really nice. Uh, Galaxy's Edge in in general was pretty easy to navigate. Um, not a lot of people there like the rest of the park. The marketplace is open, but they did have like a capacity line. So we waited for maybe like three minutes and then we were let right in. Don't panic like I did. The chocolate popcorn stand is closed, but you can find bags of chocolate popcorn at the concession little areas throughout Galaxy's Edge. Right, yeah, so it's still available. I panicked. I was real worried. <laughs> I, wanted I wanted some really so bad. bad. <gasps> we have a bag at home that I never opened. Oh, man. All right, thanks, everybody, for Gotta listening. Gotta go. Love you, uh, bye. Great. We appreciate you listening. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great news. Um, yeah, so uh, Droid Builders was still open. Um, Doc Onders was still open. Um, uh, Savvy's mm-hmm. still open. Again, uh, by reservation only. By reservation only. only. Um, yeah. So, and speaking of reservations, uh, when you're eating, uh, it's really easy to make a, a mobile order on mm-hmm. your phone. Just jump on the app, pick a, a time. So it's it's really easy to plan your day around food. Mm-hmm. So if you know that you normally eat lunch at noon, pick a noon pick time, pick what you want, grab your order, and then just tell them when you're there. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with, you know, the dinner items. Because when we did... Um, Plaza Inn, we ordered it for 7 o'clock. That's yeah. when the park closed at that day. On that Between day. 6.50 and 7 for pickup. And yeah. we were like the last people to grab our order. And then we just sat down and enjoyed the last hour on Main Street. Yeah, so utilize that app because it's super easy. And with queues as well. You know, plan your day around the queues and food. If yeah. you're waiting in line for more than 30 minutes, don't wait in line. Mm-hmm. Look for something else and come back. Yeah. Uh, it's really easy to navigate as long as the social distancing and, and I'm sorry, the... Uh, um, limited capacity is going on. It's going to be super easy to navigate. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see Kylo Ren. Uh, he was still out in front of his shuttle. He was talking and, and some uh, first yelling, at, yeah, yelling at the, the crowd. Um, the milk stand was open. I mean, pretty much business as usual. The only thing that you couldn't get easy access to was Oga's. Yeah, Oga's is closed because it's probably going to be a little hard to adhere to social distancing yeah. guidelines. For the foreseeable future. Yeah. But getting pictures in front of the Millennium Falcon was super easy. We didn't wait for anybody. There was a photographer there, a uh, photo pass photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, so be ready to do the day pass. It's 20 bucks. I think it's, what did we say it was for a week? 50-something bucks? Very, it's pretty mm-hmm. pretty cost-effective. If you do five days, you should get the, the five-day pass. If it's more, 
uh, it's or, or less than don't do the, the the bigger pass. Do it daily. It's twenty bucks a day. You get all your pictures. Super easy in the app. Yeah. Uh, highly recommend it. Agreed. Let's keep walking. Fantasyland. Fantasyland. Most things are open now. When we were there, Casey Juniors was not open. Dumbo was. The carousel was. Mr. Toad's. Uh, Peter Pan. Pinocchio was not when we were there. But it is now. It is now. And Snow White And Snow open. White. So if you've heard me rant about Snow White, I've always hated that attraction because it was super dark. It was super scary. And the uh, ending is dumb. The ending is terrible. The story <laughs> was not great. Um, you know, respect to those who designed it. I, I don't mean any disrespect. I just didn't, I didn't like it. It was just yeah. not my favorite attraction. But now... It's amazing. So we were like halfway through and I was screaming and pumping my arms in the air saying, it's so good. It's so good. Like the cast member at the end was laughing at me so bad because I was screaming by the end of the the attraction. So you'll see a lot of familiar stuff in there, but a lot of new changes. There's animatronics that are new. Mm -hmm. uh, A lot of uh, projections with animation. Super cool. Um, There's a smell in there that's delightful. Mm -hmm. Um, The story is great. Uh, you know, say what you will about the kiss. It's just it's beautiful. Snow White, man. It was great. It was so good. We had so much fun on that attraction. I wish we had gone a second time. I know we should have gone one more time. We should have, we gone could have done again. like a video ride through. I just, I didn't see it. Uh, I don't have it memorized yet. And that bums me out because yeah. I really want to see it all in my head. But I, you know, there are points where, you know, the, the dwarfs are, are marching home, you know, they're marching up a hill. Like they're, yeah, you know, they, they added fun. in some, some like projections, animations. There's some similar looking um, additions that they brought over that they also have on mine train. Yeah. It's just, it's all, it's really well done now. It's very so well done. It's so good. So I highly recommend you go on that. Uh, keep an eye on the cues in the app because you can get in in 10 minutes or you can wait 45. Uh, I mean, I think it's just one of those attractions that you just got to wait it out and see how it goes. Yeah. And if, if you it's can get super it done long, first thing in the morning, try do for it that. first thing in the morning. But if it's super long, wait till the end of the day and end the night on it. It's kind of on the same page as, what Peter Pan used to be. Yeah. But now that Snow White's new, like it's the new Peter Pan, it feels. Yeah. So really exciting stuff. But yeah, everything was pretty much open. Dumbo was open. Uh, that's where we ran into uh, Vanessa Bryant, which mm-hmm. was weird. Yeah, everybody was trying to figure out. They thought it was a Kardashian. And I was like, that is not a Kardashian. That was Vanessa Bryant. And I just saw her walk by with Capri. How dare you? <laughs> but it was really strange to me because everybody's wearing masks. You couldn't really tell. I mean, if she had just walked by us, nobody would have known. No. But they had three plaids, an undercover security guard who was pushing their stroller, which was weird. Uh, and then three very large security guards that they brought with them. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if they didn't have... I think it's have, because they had all of the kids. Sure. There. But I mean, it just seemed like they were drawing more of a crowd than they would have with the masks on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but uh, around the corner, Storybook uh, Land Canal Boats were not open. They still uh, are Still not. are not open. Uh, Alice in Wonderland is open. Uh, tea Mad Cups. Tea Party Teacups is open. Uh, the Mad Hatter Shop is open. It's very limited capacity, though. So if you are really wanting a Mickey ear headband or anything like that... Check to see how long the line is and then come back if you yeah. have to because it's only like a couple groups in there at a time because that store is pretty small. It's pretty small. Uh, Matterhorn is still down for refurbishment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you keep going down the way, um, Small World is open. Um, and then in the Small World Pavilion, they have rotating characters there right. as well for some distance interactions. We saw um, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, Tigger Eeyore. And and Tigger then- was, so we sat in some tables across from the pavilions and Tigger was like engaging with us even from that far away. Yeah. And he really wanted he our wanted popcorn. He wanted our popcorn. Yeah. So 
you're still going to get some really, you're actually, I've seen better interactions this too. way than I have being next to them and taking a photo with yeah. them. Because sometimes um, it's a little awkward. Yeah. I mean, think about this. If you've been into Disneyland and you've walked around Fantasyland, how easy is it to catch Alice or the Mad Hatter? Not at all. It's hard. Yeah. And they're always on the run. Yeah. But here we were, I saw Alice. She was standing behind a gate mm-hmm. and we talked, we had a conversation. She mm-hmm. was like, Oh, my friend is on your shit. And I was like, yes, it is. Because <laughs> uh, I was wearing my Mad Hatter shirt. Um, and so we had a nice little conversation, a nice little engagement. It was really fun. So I I don't mind this character interaction. I think it was even better than normal. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we saw that. And then... Uh, Headed on into Toontown. Into Toontown. Um, we went on Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit still kind of grossed me out a little bit. Yeah, you touch a lot of things in there. I really wanted to just sanitize my whole body after being in there. Yeah, but at least Toontown doesn't smell like feet right now because the playgrounds aren't open. So <laughs> yeah, all of the playgrounds that. are closed. So Goofy's, Donald's, all of uh, Mickey and Minnie's houses. Gadget's um, Go Coaster, I don't think was open. I don't know if it was. I didn't if I'm hear honest. it. I didn't hear it. I don't and think it was. Normally you can hear it because it's a it's a pretty tight squeeze. Yeah. So I'm assuming it was not open. Yeah, and um, but. The, there was little like snack areas back there open um, where you can get like hot dogs and corn dogs and stuff yeah. back there, and then like a little the little like refreshment corner that has like pineapple spears and pickles and waters and bottled beverages. So right. there's still stuff that you can grab back there. You can walk around a little bit. For the most part, though, it's pretty closed and pretty empty. Yeah, pretty pretty closed and pretty empty is is a good way to put it. Um, So yeah, moving into Tomorrowland, when you come around the corner, you'll notice that the submarines are not running. So uh, finding Nemo obviously, is obviously. You don't I mean, want to that's breathe a, in everyone's that's a COVID, breath. COVID chamber, if I ever saw one. Yeah. Um, but uh, Autotopia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Autopia. That's how you say it, because that's how it's spelled. Uh, but I did miss hearing people screaming Autotopia. Yeah. You know. Uh, Autopia was open still. Um, Galaxy Grill is open. So if you want a burger. And plenty of seating. Or Galaxy Grill. Galactic, Galactic Grill. Grill. Yep. But yeah, yeah, tons of seating. Tons of seating. And if you're craving a burger or something like that, and you can get a Mickey ice cream sandwich there Yes, too. you can. I didn't get one. So plenty of seating to. over there. Uh, obviously, the Innofensions building is not really a thing. Uh, but uh, the Star Wars, Star Wars launch, launch bay. bay was closed. Um, so was Alien Pizza Planet. Yeah, Pizza Planet was close. I wanted their pasta. But as far as attractions go, um, Star uh, Space Mountain was open. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much fun, and not a long wait not at all. A long we wait waited at like all. fifteen minutes at yeah, most. It was so great. Uh, Buzz Lightyear's Astro closed. Blasters. Astro Blasters is closed. Astro Blasters was open. Oh wait. Astro Orbiter was open. Astro I'm sorry. Orbiter was open. Astro Blasters was closed. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's a high touch uh, attraction. But Star Tours was open. We got on Star Tours pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Star Trader is open at the end of the queue or the end of the attraction. So lots of shopping available there. There were some new Star Wars items that I like. They have a new Star Wars jersey, which I don't know if we put up a picture of that one. I don't think I we got did. that at that Star Wars shopping event. Uh, there's a new Star Wars spirit jersey, and it's basically the split. Rebel Empire symbol on the chest, and then on the Tattoo back, I have. yeah, on the back, each one of the letters is a different character, mm-hmm. uh, which is super cool. And uh, it spells out Star Wars on the back instead of Disneyland. So we'll put up a picture of that on the Instagram page because I don't think we ever did. Mm-mm. 
We put up a picture of those new lightsabers, though. Mm -hmm. And speaking of, we didn't include this today in the (gasps) merchandise section. Oh, so we can now. Oh, let's talk about this. There's a dark saber. There's a dark saber. Uh, That's at Galaxy's Edge, though. Um, Yeah, there's a dark saber. It's in Florida and in uh, Disneyland. Yes, it's a a legacy lightsaber, very high quality. It Mm -hmm. has a blade with it that lights up black, that's detachable. Mm It's super cool. It's 199 bucks. I hope I get I one. I don't think you get annual pass holder discount with that. Because I don't you think don't you do on sabers normally. any of the legacy lightsabers. So, uh, but it's there. We put up a picture on our Instagram. It's there right now. Go look at it. It's, it's amazing. So it's cool. beautiful. I can't wait to own one. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, lots of shopping in in uh, Tomorrowland at Star Trader. Uh, like you said, Astro Orbiter was was available. Um, on Main Street, most of the restaurants and shops were open. Like, not a lot was closed. It, Carnation it, wasn't open. Carnation was was closed, but it just it felt like it felt like it was pretty normal. Yeah, you know, comparatively, it was yeah. pretty normal. And like we said, there most of the restaurants you can order up until seven o'clock. Gibson Girl, you can actually open or you can actually order until seven thirty. Yeah, because I got a seven twenty five to seven thirty. Uh, mint chocolate chip sundae. Yeah, so you did. It was, was delicious. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're doing the typical hour after park closing. Main Street stays open. So we actually, like I said. Do what we, we did. Do Please what do we, we did. did. If you're going to do dinner. Well, the parks are open until nine now. We, it was open until seven then. When we but were there. If you're if you can eat later, I would highly recommend ordering at the end of the day. Grabbing getting your, your dinner or you know a late snack or whatever. Grab it to go. Go find a spot right in front of Jolly Holiday. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of tables there. And then just people watch for an hour. Yeah. It's it was wonderful. such a great experience. It was a great way to like round out the night. Yeah, it were it really was. Um, and then it'll get you prepared, you know, get some carbs in your stomach for that long walk back to the car. Because mm-hmm. um, there are no trams running. I don't know if we mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, no trams, so you have to walk to and from. But, but it's not a bad walk. No, it's not. It's like a it's like a half mile. I think it's not too bad. But if I have any any advice on your Disney, your next Disneyland trip, definitely utilize the app. Make sure you're paying yeah. attention more than ever than you do to attraction times. If there's something longer. Wait it out. Go do something else and then come back to it. Uh, there's plenty of time uh, in the park. Not a lot of people, so you're in good shape. So I'd highly recommend using the app for for uh, attractions, but also for mobile food ordering. Yeah. You know, like we just said, put in your order for when you think you're going to be hungry and then go pick it up at that point in time. It's super easy to get around. The park was super en- empty, but it was like so easy and, and so good to be back and to see everything that you missed for the past year. Um, the end of the night was probably the hardest part of the day for me. Yeah, because the coming in was the happy emotions. You know, yeah. I miss this place. I'm so happy I can't stop crying. Mm-hmm. Uh, the end of the night, you know, I always say goodnight to Walt. Um, and that was probably the hardest goodnight I've ever said. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because like I said earlier, like you, we didn't know the next time we were going to make it to Disneyland. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't know if, uh, you know. Yeah, we didn't know. So it was really tough to walk out of the park and, and not have any idea of when we were going to be back. Um, Tabitha, you sat on Main Street for like a half hour just kind of chilling out and taking it yeah, all Yeah, it was at the end of Main Street. It was just so calm and quiet. And so I just sat in front of the the train station and just looked down Main Street at the castle and just kind of walked everybody, walked everybody, watched everybody just <laughs> filing out and just had a little moment to myself and cried a lot and made myself even sadder and then we were okay and we left (laughs) yeah it was it was a good trip 
altogether, you know, we, we enjoyed the cast members. I think that was one of the best parts of the whole day is just being able to see them back in action. Mm-hmm. Um, the food was so, I was so happy to get some Disneyland there food. There are some options I am waiting to come back, which is my delicious Alfredo pesto pasta at Plaza Inn. Yeah. Please, Disney, if you are listening to this, do not send me a cease and desist. <laughs> just open up Plaza fully and give me my pasta. Yeah. Please and thank you. Um, and, and this was just the Disneyland side. We're doing Disney California Adventure on June, June 5th. And we're and, staying at the Grand Californian. And we're staying at the Grand Californian. So we'll have a couple episodes about those two items. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely talk about the Grand and everything you can do there. We'll talk about DCA and Avengers Campus mm-hmm. because it's going to be amazing. I can feel it. Um, but for everything you just heard in this episode, um, we do have a blog that we're going to be putting up on the website. Uh, so as you're listening to this, it's probably there now. Um it's going to be everything you need to know to get around the parks. It'll talk about tickets, parking, reservations, hotels, park hours, park hopping, virtual queues, you know, photo pass, guest relations, attractions, everything you can think of uh, when it comes to Disneyland, what's open, what's not, what you can and can't do. Um, and then always up to date op- information about uh, social distancing, mask guidelines and things like that. So head over to magiconmainstreet.com into the blog section and you'll find that information. Uh, we're going to try to do some more blogs uh, on that website just because it's the easiest way to get information out in a really quick amount of time. So yeah. check back frequently, magiconmainstreet.com. With that, we hope you enjoyed our little recap of our Disneyland trip and our welcome home. Um, uh, up next, we've got the quote of the week. It's time for quote of the week. Putting words together that last forever. It's quote of the week. So I try to do a new quote every episode, but, you know, one, there's a limited amount of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and two, uh, I, I do like to kind of theme them around what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and I think my biggest thing this trip was the, ca- the cast members. Um, they went through a lot for the past year mm-hmm. and they're going through a lot right now because they still have to deal with some, you know, less than desirable people. Yeah. <laughs> Some really good people That's too. A good way of phrasing but it. um, you know, they they are the unsung heroes of Disneyland. I know that Disneyland does definitely appreciates them, but I don't feel like they get the appreciation that they deserve from all of the guests. Um but I just want to appreciate them today, and I want to appreciate them right now with, with this quote from Walt Disney. You can dream, create, design, and build the most wonderful place in the world, but it requires people to make the dream a reality. And that's, it. it's so true. And, and, and cast members make that dream a reality. Uh, mm-hmm. Cast members create magic every single day that they're in the parks. And we're so glad that we're so glad that they're back and we're so glad that they're with us. And we were so excited to see them all. So, um, you know, thank you cast members for doing what you do every day. Uh, you know, keep your chin up if you could deal with a bunch of dumb dumbs because it's just, it's a weird time right now. And once we get back to, like fully normal. I feel like that'll go away a little bit. Um, but you know, you don't get the appreciation you deserve. We're glad you're back. We're glad you're home and we're glad we got to see you when we were there. So thank you so much. With that, uh, we do want to thank you so much for joining us on our adventure. Uh, we are so glad that we're recording again. 
We're so glad that we have an episode that we could do about Disneyland because it's been so long. Oh my gosh, so long. Yeah, so you know, thanks for thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, it means a lot to us. All of our Patreon subscribers that stuck around, thank you so much. Um, but yeah, if you have any comments or if you want to share your stories with us on the, your opening day adventure or or anything like that, uh, any questions or whatever, email us friends at magiconmainstreet.com. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram. You can find us at Magic on Main Pod. Make sure you keep an eye out. We're going to be updating our calendar at some point soon because there are going to be some dates that we can add to it. So we do have a subscribe uh, option for our calendar. And if you do want to become a Patreon subscriber to help us out with this show for a little as, for as little as two dollars a month, you can be a subscriber on our Patreon, and we would really appreciate it. Uh, check out the information there at Patreon.com/MagicOnMainStreet. Also, make sure you subscribe and leave a review if you can. It takes like 30 seconds. It really helps us to rank higher in the feed. Uh, it helps more people find our podcast. Uh, there's there's lots of them out there, and we're lucky and, and proud that you've chosen us uh, to get your Disney news. So please, if you wouldn't mind, step away for 30 seconds and uh, leave us a, a review. Let us know please how we're doing. Please and thank you. And yeah, spread some magic with uh, with your Disney lovers in your life. But with that, you know, thanks again, and, and we can't wait to do some more episodes on our return to the parks. Uh, on behalf of Tabitha, Kenzie, Daniel, Scar, and myself, thank you so much for listening to the Magic on Main Street podcast. We'll see you real soon. Bye-bye. Magic on Main Street, just like a churro, you're so sweet. Our time with you is such a treat. Spread the Disney love. Thanks for hanging out with us on Main Street.